Uh, my dog started barking right then. What the fuck? It's like perfect timing. <laughs> Salutations, everybody. This is Carrick with ACG, and I am here with... And I'm Dustin with Handsome nah. Phantom. I almost screwed that up. It's all right. Up. It's I a little bit different. We're doing Ham Radio Broadcast Episode 262, yeah. or podcast. I call it broadcast every time. I'm just leaving that in. Um, Maddie... It just well, and what's weird broadcast. is broadcast, broadcast is what you know because like fallouts like the old antenna, nineteen fifties. So when I jumped on the podcast right. with Maddie, I kept thinking it was called the broadcast, and that's what it was. Was like, you know, like a ham radio. They were trying to mimic a ham radio broadcast, and I called it broad. I, I've done this like yeah. a bunch of times. Um, but Maddie couldn't be here. He is ill today, so we decided we'd jump in. We don't have a ton of stuff. Um. To cover, really, when it comes to news, a lot of the stuff has been covered, but there's some new games that have come out we're definitely going to get to. We've got some patron questions from Maddie's patron that we're going to get to, and we'll be talking about what we've been playing. I definitely appreciate those people who put in their questions in the Discord. I saw a couple in there. Probably not a ton, because I did put that notice in late, but as always, I appreciate it. And you can go to Maddie's Patreon, and I think it's $1.00. For Maddie, yeah, it's one dollar, and you can gain access to his Discord as well as early copies of this podcast, which come out, I believe, right. Uh, uh, like, I can't figure out how he does it so quick, but I think he does this uh, less than an hour, maybe an hour and a half after this podcast. He's like, yeah, he's on it for quick. patrons, um, and so it comes out yeah. a couple days early for everybody, and then on Sunday it comes out for everybody else. So, anyway, Dustin, thank you very much for showing up. We showed up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm even, I'm technically, I'm like on one of those half vacations. Like I'm visiting my parents, but I'm still working and doing my job. But when I'm not, you like, still I'm showed out and stuff. Maddie so. couldn't be bothered what? is all I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying we showed That's up. Right. Where's Maddie? No, I'm just joking. Uh, it does suck to be sick, especially when it's your throat. <laughs> Cause he was like, I have a sore throat. I'm like, you can't really get away. You can't really fake. Like, how do you get through that? It's, it's just right. going to suck no matter what. Um, well, especially right. being sick right now, which I'm, you know, most likely, I mean, hoping, you know, every, everything's fine. He didn't seem <laughs> to say anything about it being serious, but I feel like there's been a couple times due to everything going on that's like if my throat feels bad or I'm like twice as oh, worried. No. <laughs> it's yeah. happening. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, look what I've got. So actually like sitting i don't know if you can see that but it's like you know n- the nighttime oh, day nice. quill. if yeah. people are listening to this it's nighttime day quill. like the g- generic ripoff version by the way just the the 99 cent version but because i had a sore throat last night too and yeah no dude man i were i, I sit there and i'm right. like because we've already had it we think well i know one family member has for oh, sure really? yeah and uh i had a friend die uh a ex-co-worker passed away and then another ex-co-worker oh, no. passed away a couple weeks after that from it. So like, I'm even more like, Oh shit. And what's weird is dude, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're healthy. It doesn't matter. It's like, right. <laughs> it's scary. Dude. I keep thinking about how I was at PAX East mm, late yeah. March around thousands of people. And I'm like, there's no way that there wasn't some, right. you right. know, someone there or something like I, I don't know. And maybe who knows? That was so early on that maybe I could have been like mm-hmm. got it and asymptomatic, you know, whatever. I don't know. You went it's to crazy, PAX but... March this this year. Um, this oh damn, yeah. dude! Did you get PAX box at all? Did you get ill yeah. at all, or did you just come home? What's funny is not this year, right? Usually I do. Um, it's hard to tell because 
I, you know, me and the other guys in the team, like work ourselves to death and stay up late and eat nothing but like pop tarts and energy drinks for four days. So usually I feel like shit when I get back, right? regardless of if I have a sickness or not. But uh, yeah, this year I was actually pretty, pretty healthy when I got back. At least I you thought, literally I described like it, but... my status quo of yeah. living. So I wonder how I'd feel. I'm not lying. Like I oh, stay up nice. super late. Pop tarts. I love energy drinks. I've got, I've got like oh, three yeah. next to me. So I'm maybe I'll feel maybe I'd feel amazing right. if I stopped. I'm just joking. I have. I didn't feel any better. <laughs> Let's when when after the when the the real everything started really going down after PAX, I was like, you know what? I think it's all the Pop-Tarts and energy yeah, drinks right. that may have protected me when I was <laughs> like at PAX. South Park, like... the, the role-playing game, you know, like you have a shield of Pop-Tarts right. around you bouncing all of the different different illnesses <laughs> off. Um, we, we'll move on from here because I don't want people thinking that's all we're going to talk about. Uh, we do have we do have some right. we do have some some cool things to discuss. We're going to talk about one game that does remind you a little bit of a virus and uh, Dustin's played it. Carrion? Carrion? I guess... How do you pronounce it? Carrion, right? Yeah, I was trying to figure this out because they kind of make a pun in the game because it says, like, keep calm and carry on in one of the signs. So I was like, I think it's Carrion, though. I I think that's that's how I've always pronounced it. That put a question mark in my head. But anyway, this game, it's an indie game where you are basically the science experiment, the alien, right? And uh, go ahead. Give everybody your experience. Like, have you enjoyed it? What would you like, dislike? Yeah, this is definitely one of the more unique indie games. This is what I love about indie games is that even if a game isn't like a, you know, an awesome 10 out of 10 experience, like I just love seeing new and creative ideas in the, you know, the indie game world. And this is definitely one of them because it's a, and I think they even touted it in the marketing as a reverse Mm. horror game. So instead of running from a monster, you are the monster and so you play as this like red blob. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Um, and you, I think well, probably what stands out the most is the movement is that you can move like up, like there's no limit. I mean, it's a 2D game, but it's not like you're walking around on, on feet or you're crawling around. You actually like right. your tentacles shoot up all over the place and you can crawl all over the map. Um. So yeah, you go around and you can you can eat people, and then there's some puzzle solving, and uh, throughout the game, it's a Metroidvania, so you like get new abilities as you play, um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's kind of light on the story, but there are some interesting like uh, things that kind of show what happened and how this monster came to be. But uh, like I said, it's just one of those really creative ideas when when you're playing, you're like, wow, I don't know if I've ever played anything and I love quite the like roar this. Ability. The ability to roar and everybody in yeah. the level is like fearful suddenly and changes the way they act. I thought that was very well done. Right. What um what did you think about like the mechanics themselves? Did you actually enjoy the way it moved around? Did you enjoy the eating? Because you eat to get more health. Do you eat to heal or do you get more mouths when you when you eat? So okay, I, it's kind of both. Like I know you you eat people and it mm-hmm. will heal your your health, and eventually you'll unlock the ability where you just mm-hmm. become bigger and so when you eat people you get there's like i think by the end of the game there's three Mm -hmm. different sizes and that's kind of what's interesting is that there's certain points of the game to solve certain puzzles that you have to like downsize and you do this disgusting thing where you like break off part of yourself in water and there's like a a weird mass which you can then go and swallow back up later if you Mm -hmm. want to become 
bigger or you can just eat people and then regain your mass that way but so uh yeah the as far as the mechanics that's one of the things that i i didn't like as much about the game is that to eat people i'm trying to even think of describe like if you're playing on a controller you're moving around with the left stick and the right stick brings up like a little reticle that you can move around and you kind of got to target people mm-hmm. and like grab them and in some of the intense moments, it just feels like you're like flailing around all crazy. And it's kind of hard to even realize what's going on, which may be part of the design actually, but um, some of the combat kind of felt a little janky to me, but um, I, I don't even think necessarily they want you to go, you right. know, balls to the wall, trying to eat everybody at once. There's like a big, I don't want to call it stealth, because it's definitely not, but they definitely encourage like you you sneaking up above or below somebody and then just like grabbing them real quick. So, uh, Carrick, did you just you for a little bit of time? Too, I actually right? watched one of the guys. I played it a little bit and got accustomed to music, um, uh, movement, but then ended up letting or not letting. But one of the Discord guys was playing, and I he wanted to stream it and watched him. And yeah, I mean, from what I saw, I, I guess I would agree with all that. I just I. I thought the I really liked the movement. I also liked the fact of like there were times where it felt like a movie, a movie moment because you were the one who right. was in the roof waiting for a guy to pass instead of being the guy, and that's what happens in movies where like an in, like the the blob is up in the rafters mm-hmm. or whatever. I thought that was very well done. The only thing I personally was sort of shocked at was how small the levels were. So like, you would go from mm-hmm. one end of the one hall or like sorry i'm one wall to the other wall in like a quarter of a second and then there was another fade out and load and you were like okay and it was right there was not a lot of scrolling like at least and again we didn't play he didn't play it all the way through so i don't know if that happens later but it felt like the the world should have scrolled more so you could almost like ori in the blind forest where you you go you know up and down and it feels more spanning that just did not seem to happen i don't know does that happen more as you played Okay. Yeah. That's one of the things that I noticed was definitely that there are parts where there are really short sections and it feels like I was con- especially if you're if you've already cleared out an area and you're trying to right. to backtrack or something, then it definitely feels like you're just going through mm-hmm. a bunch of fade in and fade outs. But I think that's also connected to the, to the other main issue I had with the game is that there there's no map, which I think I think that's also intentional, but I think it ends up being more confusing than anything else because you were mentioning that roar and the roar will ping other uh, basically objectives where there's either a part where you can like save and regain mass. Like it's almost like there's a little chunk of the monster that's like stuck at that point in the map. It's kind of hard to describe and kind of gross, but um, so yeah, getting around the map, sometimes it's confusing to figure out where to go. Just because if you, if you think about a game like, you know, Super Metroid or something that mm-hmm. you always are checking the map and trying to figure out, OK, I need to go here. Not that the levels are that complex, but this game gives you very little as far as direction. It's just kind of like you go to the next figure out where the next area is, go figure right. out the new ability. And then it, it does a pretty good job of guide you, guiding you along. But there's definitely points where I was like, you know, maybe just like a basic map or even just telling me like. There's certain times where I couldn't figure out, I'm like, is this like a hub area? Is this, am I in an an, an Mm -hmm. individual level section almost? Like, 
it just got a little confusing in yeah, certain areas. Yeah, I can see but... that. I also think a game like that, you know, you could use a mini map or you could do, you know, you could stick those those right. pings up longer. There was a couple things that I saw when when uh, he was playing. It's still, I mean, you know, for what it was offering and and just those kind of games, I I think it, it it's probably going to be something that a lot of people will like. It got really good ratings. I saw that at least at least just going online and checking right. ratings. I was I was surprised, especially because I was coming off. I had the choice of that or destroy all humans, and I chose destroy all humans, and that one mm. did not do as well on reviews. And so I was sort of shocked at the difference. Yeah, our um, our reviewer Dave at a uh, handsome phantom he gave it an for eight point five. So he destroy. really liked it. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for Carrion. Yeah, so he really liked it. I kind of was on the the lower side a little bit just because I I found the I hate getting lost in games. That's mm-hmm. one of my number one annoyances. Like that's one of the reasons I struggled with Hollow yeah. Knight a lot is that I felt like I never knew where to go. Which some people love that. Like and and in certain games I I like the freedom of 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 ex- exploration. But in in a game like that, like especially two D yeah. games, I just hate being lost. So, but, uh, yeah, it's a neat game. Devolver Digital, man, they, I feel like no matter what, it's very rare you're going to get a a bad game from anything they publish. It's always going to be at least good or interesting. Yeah, I mean, Um, and they probably released a bad one, and I just haven't tracked it because they do release a lot, too. But, yeah, I would agree with that. They remind me in a strange way. I'm one of the few fans of this company, but Playway, who does all of the simulator games, like Thief Simulator and House Flipper, oh. and I got into them a couple years ago and was stunned by how many good games they had. Like, blown away. Each time I was I was like, Mechanic Simulator, this is not a bad game. This is a zen. It's not It's not the most in-depth game, but I was like, this is actually pretty good. And then I did House Flipper, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is legitimately a blast. Like, what is happening? And and then they, they, they release a bad game or two, but I think uh, Devolver's got a lot of quantity. And luckily also has a lot of good quality. So mm-hmm. if they have released a bad game, you and I probably just haven't pinged it. I mean, it might be out there, but it's just like, and it probably has. I think I remember one or two going, mm. um, but overall, they, you know, they're also at a good price, right? Because I think this one's probably, what, 10? Yeah. 10, 10 20. Oh, and right, it's and it's Pass. on Game yeah. Pass yeah. right which, now. Which yeah. doesn't make any sense. So, so, yeah, so it's on Game Pass. So there you go. But, yeah, if anybody's interested in it, basically you're the blob from all of the horror movies and you're killing people like it's uh it's right. in cool sounds i thought the sounds were cool for that kind of game overall it uh it was actually quite enjoyable color wise it was pretty good as well speaking of color i want to talk about and i forgot to tell dustin this because it just popped up but other side did you try this one i okay this is one i worked on a preview okay. for at pax so i'm i'm familiar with the gameplay so I've not so played if anybody it myself, doesn't though. know what this is is basically like a, a turn-based battle game that's black and white for the most part with some color splashes of red it's uh focus home uh, is the publisher i'm sorry i can't remember the developer's name but um it came out for reviews did very well this is another title that i passed up and it got us on the discussion of color i don't know about you dude but i'm telling you right now black and white games don't work for me they they hurt my yes they hurt my really? eyes they make it like it, it's for hmm. a short amount of time i'm fine but I had the same issue with Obradin. Did you play that game? The 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 game where you're on the haunted ship, and it's like all newspaper oh. looking, and you could choose the different color palettes. 
Yes, that's the one um, from right. the creator so like of Voyage Papers, of the Please. Obra Dean or right. whatever. I, yeah. I, 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 yes. Return of yeah. the Obra Dean. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me. I don't know if this happens to you. Right. But I have a hair in my eye. But what happens to me is black and white games. <laughs> Saboteur is another game I played, which was a, a pretty good third third person game for the Dreamcast PS2, but it was also black and white. They, It just hurts. That lack of contrast, it was the same thing that happened with Ghost of Tsushima. I just couldn't, the Kurosawa mode, it just didn't work for me. It it doesn't, it doesn't offer enough visual data. Does that kind of stuff bother you? Does, or are you totally fine with it? Or have you even noticed it? Maybe it's just me. I'm trying to think of the, I'm trying to think of the games I've played in black and white. Like I've played Limbo um, and that one, it's right. so contrasty that it didn't affect me on a gameplay level. As far as these other games, um, I definitely feel like I games that have black and white modes, I don't really, I guess, I mean, for people who want it, it's there. I love right. bright and colorful Saccharin. games in general. Um, and th- this is one we'll talk about later, but Cuphead right. has a black and white mode. And I'm like, it's cool. I feel like it's cool to turn on and play for a level and be like, oh, this is, you know, it's supposed to be black and white old timey. But I don't know why you would want right. to play that game in black and white because it, you know, the coloring in the, and it's so good. Um, and the, the Kurosawa mode, I think we, and we had talked about this a few weeks ago, but instant when you're on that menu. So when you start up Ghost of Tsushima, it has the menu that has you choose whether mm-hmm. you want to play in English, Japanese, or, and it brings up the Kurosawa mode. I had watched your review or I had listened to yeah. it and you had talked about the sound and instantly that sound. Right. And I was like, yeah, no. I'm not doing that. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Do you remember Saboteur? I think I just have such a preference. You to remember color. Saboteur? Old World War um, II game where you were, you were well, a saboteur, but it was like against the Nazis. Uh, it was a Dreamcast, I think. I could be wrong. Sega 360 or one, maybe I know, Xbox 360. Yeah, I know what I've heard of that game, but I have it. not personally played yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Is that the EA Saboteur? Mm-hmm. The pandemic yep. one? Yep. Okay. I've not played that, but I, I'm looking at the box um, right now, but so yeah, I know what so you're talking people, about. So people know this has also come out, so that's why we're talking about it. Uh, it's come out uh, in the last couple of days. Um, other side, if you check it out, you can. There's some really cool stuff when it comes to how you go about um, doing battle and having to sacrifice characters to heal others. And, and there's a, there's a, it's, it's definitely a lot, though, about repeating content. Uh, they even state very clearly that, like, you know, the first couple times you play, you you certainly are expected to die, start again. And this is built into the narrative. And uh, so moving away from the black and white thing, it's just like, I don't know about you, but especially lately, this the constant throwing humans on the gears of the war kind of thing and, like, letting them die and then grabbing their skills and letting them die. I, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that a little bit of fiction doesn't work for me anymore. I need more to like get buy into that because it mm-hmm. is, even if they change it, it is still repeating content. And at some point that repetition of content, right. even if it's just the levels location, I played the Aztec one that came out about, it looked like Diablo, but you were Aztecs and you were always going from left to right. I don't know if you've seen this it about a month, a month and a half ago. And it was the same way where like they knew you would die and you just, you know, you just start back up you know, with whatever you've learned from the prior battle and you continue on. And I don't know, man, it's not that I dislike those kind of games, the roguelike 
kind of games. It's just that it, it feels right. re repetitive. Maybe it's just being a reviewer, but even I've played a couple of them outside of review now that I think about it, and I still dislike them. I don't know. Does that kind of stuff bother you? Or are you totally, I mean, are you, are you not a fan of those? Do you like those kind of games? For the most part, when when I read about a game and it says roguelike in the in the description, I instantly oh, gotcha. am like, mm -hmm. not that I'll hate it. I just know that there's a good chance mm -hmm. that I probably won't like it just because I think I think you're right. It's the. It all depends on how demanding of, of time it wants from you, like some of these roguelike games to require so much repetition and, and leveling up and stuff like that. Um, I did like I thought yeah, Dead, Dead Cells, Cells was pretty cool, too um really good combat yeah i think that um what was it the one of the one of the first roguelike games that i played was rogue legacy mm. and yeah okay now i did, did yeah. you play I that was, one I at all i'm actually trying to remember if i had or not yeah yeah i i really liked that one because it was um basically for anyone who hasn't played that every time you play you play as the descendant of the character that you had played before that died but what was interesting is that you'd have a different family like a trait from that's that's passed along so it would do really funny stuff like this this character is colorblind mm. and the game would be in black and white or this character is dyslexic and all the words are you know the letters are all jumbled up and sometimes there would be really good ones like this character is big and, and beefy and you'd have like this really big giant character with extra health or you know all kinds of silly stuff which they're right. doing a second yeah. Uh, they're doing Rogue Legacy 2, which I'm really excited to check out. So that one, I feel like it just depends on how much they they change it up when you go back to, you know, mm -hmm. make the run again. Yeah, that's fair. So, I, it's, but, it, I don't know what it is. It's just, it, yeah, I, I would say the same thing. It's when I look, I have to, you know, because you'll get a lot of people who are like, hey, you want to check out our game? And, and I always read, and it's like, if it says Dark Souls-like or roguelike i'm i i always slow down a little bit i'm like okay let's make absolutely sure this is gonna appeal to me because it feels a lot of times like people just throw those terms in and they don't really even know what even the de developers well i've had developers on the channel who didn't even know they didn't agree on what roguelike and road like meant light and like they quite literally didn't agree with each other about what the terms meant. So that means a reviewer, yeah. obviously, you know, I'll go with what I know, but it's like, if, if they, the guys making these games don't even agree, you know, because things are starting to, it's almost like Nuo metal, hard rock and death metal and death dark metal. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. seriously, guys, it's a bunch of dudes screaming. Um, right. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it's cool that we've got them all. It's just, yeah, I look at them a little, uh, just a tiny bit closer and I have to, and, and I think with other side, when I saw that, where it was like, you know, you're taking these. You're taking these characters. They, as you get hurt, you can't heal, and to heal or to do better, you sacrifice the daughter, and then you know you to like basically you know get a better daughter and all that kind of stuff. They're called daughters. They're like I guess they're angels or something of that effect. Um, it looked cool right. as an idea, but it just that 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 wheel, man, it starts to feel a little bit like a hamster wheel at some point. I'm like I don't know if that's that's really going to be for me. Well, I've always wondered why so there's, you know, so many indie games that do the whole roguelike thing. I'm like, is that a way I don't I feel like there's no way that it's easier to develop a roguelike game, but it does make it easier to maybe right. make yeah. more content out of right. what you've established. So 
I don't know. I mean, I've always I've always wondered about that because there does seem to be an explosion of them. I think it's maybe started. It to does die feel down like it has bit. died down a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, it does. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. This other you said it got good reviews. Uh, this looks like IGN, which nine one? out of ten. Uh, uh, yeah, PlayStation yeah. Universe, at least from what I other saw, side. It's really good reviews. Yeah, because I, I that's where yeah. you know you get a hmm. review code. You're reviewing, your review comes out, and then, you know, you're looking at the other games that came out. And you, I don't ever, like, feel like wasted time, but because I don't think my wa- time was right. wasted with Destroy All Humans at all. But it's like you do see those reviews, and you're like, damn! Like, you know, because it is it is a hamster wheel for us, too. So getting to those games is very difficult. You have to parse that. It's like, do you know, and the problem with that game is, like, if I would want to play it on my own personally, then I look at what it is, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like, I don't know. You know, because sometimes it's great reviewing because you are playing a game you may not have chosen instantly to, to cover. And when you do, you're like, well, right. thank God I chose this. Because I don't think I would have played Oxenfree, which is one of my favorite games of all time. I don't think I would have probably chosen to play Oxenfree right. unless I was reviewing. And even though I like point and click, it just what I heard wasn't for me. And instead, you know, it was a blessing in disguise kind of thing. So it was, it was very cool. Do you have any of those? Do you, is there any title that you've covered for anything that you're like, man, I was I would not have picked this on my own? Yeah, uh, I, this was a few years ago. It was it was real controversial, and that's why I wanted to check it out. Was yeah, that game yeah. Agony? Oh, I do definitely do. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I know. Not good. Real, <laughs> real bad. And. uh that was one that I like just was like banging my head against the, the desk. Like, I don't even know oh, how wow. I can play this game all the way through. Like, I don't know what to do. So yeah, so it, it goes was, both ways. It, it wasn't very ways. good, but you have was, a good experience in a bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So other side is yeah. uh, focus home interactive. You guys can check that out. It is not on game pass from what I've seen. It looks like that's a full purchase, but again, getting really good reviews. So even though we haven't got a chance to check it out, you did though, in your preview, you said, um, was that a couple right, of months was, ago? Yeah. That was, so I actually wasn't even the one mm, playing gotcha. it. I just did the edit. So I was watching the gameplay and stuff, but I remember them talking about the, mm-hmm. the sacrificing daughters and stuff. It sounds real, real dark, which yeah. is cool I, to I, me. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out if I get like yeah. some kind of open time. Um, moving on from there, let's go to a rumor. Well, not a, yeah, it's a rumor. We'll call it a rumor, Ooh. but it's. It's sort of not a rumor. Okay. That, and that is Jeffrey Grubb, whose Twitter I follow. He's uh, one of the you know professional journalists, as they call them in the current industry, has stated that uh, he's got word that Xbox Live, the actual payment for playing online multiplayer, is going away, and that we will be left with a Game Pass slash you know well Game Pass games with gold kind of mix. That's a that's one thing I want to talk about too because games with gold is technically separate. And so it's like, how would all this, how would all this occur? But first of all, do we both agree that we think like the paid for multiplayer is going to go away or you have to pay to play multiplayer on the console? Mm -hmm. I feel like it makes sense for, for Microsoft in particular. This is an interest. The weird thing now is that because they're so focused on having both the Xbox and the PC as a platform, right? It doesn't make sense. I mean, honestly, it Correct. never made yeah, sense. Yeah, it never, it never made sense. We did it, but it never made sense. But, <laughs> right. Right. But now it's like they, you know, at least back then you could be like, well, they have, you know, servers for the consoles that are separate. I don't know. They could make up whatever mm. 
reason. But now that especially we're in an, in a cross play world and that they're focused so much on play where you want, it just doesn't make sense for them to try to charge people for that. And I think they're probably getting so much revenue from game pass now that they're seeing like, well, if we remove this, that's going to be awesome right. PR for them, especially because Sony, I'm as, I mean, you have to assume that they're going to keep PS plus as a required right. thing. Yeah, I mean, so, I think we've talked about this, right? Yeah, I think, I think I every, like you said, everybody's day one, we all bought into it just because it was like, well, it's console, it's a different system. They lied, said they had to build a bunch of new stuff, so we have to pay, what was it, five bucks when it started? Five bucks a month, I think, to play to pay, uh, to play play mm. online. But then you'd see online free-to-play games. Sony, in particular, was okay with them being played for free, and Microsoft for a while wasn't. They were like, you still have to pay you know, to, to play these games. It just makes sense for Microsoft to be like, fuck, let's just, let's cut it all down to one thing. Because the same thing happens right now. People don't remember right. that if you have an Xbox and you have a PC currently right now, their subscriptions are also separate. You have like PC, Xbox, or you have, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, you have like your Xbox Game Pass and then you've got this PC Ultimate thing. And Microsoft has already stated streaming's going for free into the package. So it seems to me, makes sense grab everything just say it's all one if you have a pc or an xbox it's all just going to be one thing it's just going to be some kind of subscription um, right i'm assuming without the purchase of the console i'm assuming we're 9.99 or are we thinking 15.90 like so let's say you do merge all this let's say you merge everything what do you think that'll mm -hmm. be if like do you think they'll raise the price or well, do you think they'll just like what would they do with that I'm I'm trying to think of the current pricing model because uh it's Game Pass Ultimate which includes the console Game Pass, the PC Game Pass mm -hmm. and Xbox Live Gold is so 14.99 a month, I believe. I think it is I think it is 9.99 so, if you just have an Xbox. Right. Yeah. But I don't think I think that um that doesn't include gold. Right. Oh, that's so confusing. It's so, this is the problem. This is the problem here is that there's so many different, like, you know, levels. And because and that might be part of the, the thing is that they're like, well, we're making this, you know, we have so many people subscribe with Game Pass. It, it, you know, we can push maybe more people towards Game Pass because we're charging them for Xbox Live Gold right. and we don't really need to. So I, but, I found it. Consoles yeah, nine $9.99. This is okay. official. I'm sure you can get deals somewhere, but consoles $9.99 a month. PC, just PC, is first month $1, then $4 a month. That says limited time, but it doesn't say when right. that comes out. Then okay. you have Ultimate, which is both of those plus gold, and that'll be $14 a month. So, which you're really technically $9.99, right. $4.99. You're really not saving anything by doing Ultimate. It just makes everything easier by putting everything into one. So, yeah, I guess they probably won't do anything with the price. It'll just be, well, see, that's the thing. If you have just a console, are they going to say you were paying $9.99, but because we're mixing Game Pass into all this, it'll be $14.99. Right. You maybe maybe it's a situation where in in September when they Systems. add uh oh, right. yeah, X Cloud sure. that they're like, Hey, we're adding X Cloud as part of Game Pass Ultimate right. for fourteen ninety nine and 
uh, we're we're making it so gold is now right. free. So it's almost like you know you're the the exchange of the the value there. Yeah, I just there's going to be an uproar. I don't know if you have a lot of friends who did this, but I have a lot of my friends who did the one dollar exchange thing for the Xbox Live, the D, the deal. Oh, and one of my friends yeah. was like, "Man, I hope they don't raise the price." And I no lie, I was sitting there in the room with him. This is pre-COVID, basically, and was just looking at him, going like, "You seriously just said that out loud? Like you hope they don't raise the price of like four hundred free games to." Four ninety nine or nine ninety nine. You're like nervous that your one dollar a month deal is gonna go away. Like what? Where right. are we? And I was yeah. talking about this. I was like, if they keep it too long at a low price, that will co- it doesn't matter. The co- a consumer will say, why? Why are you raising it? It was fine. It was obviously fine for nine months. Why is it now not fine? So I think these steps are probably the best bet. Roll the new console into it because I'm also assuming we already have a payment plan for the Xbox X. I think you can do it with the original as well, uh, where you add a little bit of money into that. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're going to try to make, you know, the Series X be as cheap as possible in a in a cohesive thing too. I don't know what that price will be. Thirty bucks, I assume. Twenty nine, you know, ninety nine gets you yeah. an Xbox X Series or Series X. But yeah, man. I mean, that I'm really intrigued by those. Like, it's almost like the. I don't want to, I guess it's sort of a payment plan. Um, it's kind of like modeled right. like, a, like a phone payment almost, but it's like, you know, you subscribe and you get Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass. Well, maybe not gold when this happens, but you get Game Pass and all this different stuff. I just know if I was a kid still and didn't have a ton of money, but I knew I had right. like a set monthly income from either like allowance or stuff like that, that would have been awesome. With that many games. To be like, man, for, <laughs> for this ridiculous. amount. Yeah, it's like I can get a new console and get yeah. the games. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it would have been sweet. I mean, it do, yeah, it's, so. it's going to be really weird to see how the pricing goes for these. Like, you know, and who goes for what and then how the economy. We talked about this last podcast, but like how the economy goes. But, you know, this is, right. uh, again, Jeffrey Grubb is saying this. Somebody asked him the question and he was like he had heard that this was going away. Uh, I think we all expected this because last week, I think, was when they did say they were removing the the they removed the yearly price, I think, for Xbox subscription or they removed the month. Yeah, they removed the yearly. You couldn't buy it yearly anymore. And people were like, why did that go away? So it was like a step in this direction of saying, like, we're going to merge some things. Um, But I think it's confusing. You and I should know this. And we even had confusion on what's gold versus what's ultimate versus. So, right. It's time. Right, it's time to con- it's time to consolidate these. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it happens. What were we gonna it's, say? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's interesting, just because during I I got Xbox Live Gold when when Halo Two came out, and it's funny I had that service for I think I had the badge that said oh, like gotcha. ten years for so many years, and then eventually during the the ps4 when the generation switch over around then is when i stopped you know i didn't have it anymore um so it's it's interesting i mean obviously the service is still going to exist it's just not going to be quite the same so it's uh it's interesting i remember getting that xbox live gold box Mm -hmm. that had the headset and like the disc and um, yeah, yeah, it's very nostalgic, I mean, especially as we move into this, they're going to have to make sure that it, it makes sense for people who are in a post illness phase of like, you know, a, a, the economy purchasing these things, getting them. And I think the more right. the more ability for people to, you know, even if, if you're a Sony fan, hopefully they do the same thing with their pricing. I don't mean monthly. I just mean 
make it a price that people can swallow because we're coming into a time where I don't think people realize you and I may have a job because we have weird jobs anyway. And and you do right. two tech, two or three technically. Now you're here. You also do call-in stuff and you do your own. And I do mm-hmm. two. Um, but a lot of people aren't working at all. I mean, at all. And there's not right. a, there's no future uh, within the next couple months where they are. And so I think the best bet is these companies, if they want you to buy, they're going to have to make it really worth it. Like, you know, maybe this is your only thing yeah. you get in winter. You know, what, you know, 400 games or something might be the thing, you know, it might, it might be the thing that turns some people. I don't know. We'll have to see. Sony fans have a tendency right. to be like, well, there'll be, there'll be uh, exclusives at some point, you know, so I'm going to buy it now. So it, it'll be, how do you buy into that? And then you have mm-hmm. other nations too. Japan, Xbox sells like what? One, one, one system in Japan a month. Dude, it's crazy. Can one you imagine? Or two. I have a friend yeah. who's in our Discord. He's like the only guy he knows in the entire place. He lives in Japan. He's the only dude he knows <laughs> that has yeah. an Xbox in Japan. He's like, I don't know anybody. Anybody I've talked to, no one owns one. It's just him. It's like a collector's item. Um, moving on. Moving on from there, let's talk a little bit about Grounded. So this is also connected. Grounded is the survival, honey, I shrunk the kids game, I guess is what we call it, uh, from Obsidian and Microsoft released on Game Pass. Was that yesterday or was that? No, this week. Released on Game Pass this week. I can't remember exactly what day. And... There, it's very short, by the way, for anybody who do, do download this. Uh, story-wise, very short. I think somebody was already at the end of the story content 15 minutes in. It's more of a, here's a early access. It's an early access kind of situation. Um, they've already had one million people in, like, one or two days playing this. And to me, that's astonishing just because, well, and you've played it. I, actually, I'll let you go first, and then I'll tell you what I thought. But you played it at least for a small amount of time. What did you think for the small amount of time you played it? Right. You know, it's it's unique for sure. It's it's weird because crafting games seem to be hugely popular, especially mm. amongst kids. Like, I, I don't know if it's just like a Minecraft, you know, that kind of bleeds that genre into what, what a lot of a kids like. Like, I know that um, my one little cousin is like they love um, yeah, Rust very is popular. one of the, the big other survival games. And I've I've played a few of them here and there. Like I played, obviously I've played Minecraft and I played a good bit of No Man's Sky. And uh, mm-hmm. I think Astroneers was another one that I checked out. And I don't know, I'm not super big on these survival games. What I liked about what I played with Grounded was I just liked the, um, the unique aspect of being, you know, the honey, I right. shrunk the kids element of being, you know, this tiny little, uh, you know, person amongst bugs. And man, even it was so interesting because even in the 20 to 30 minutes that I was checking it out earlier today, I was like, man, I feel like I've had a lot of unique experiences just within that 30 minutes where it's like I got attacked by a spider, which mm-hmm. was fucking horrifying. And, um, there was like, I was by this pond and there was gnats and then I went inside a pop can. And so I, I feel like initially when I had saw that, that it was like, you know, honey, I shrunk the kids. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. But then actually playing it, it's like, Oh, this actually has a lot of interesting uh, gameplay elements. Like I was chopping down some grass 
And um, I was checking out some of the the crafting recipes too. So, but you had to, so it's really short then the story content. That's Someone blitzed short. it in it's fifteen a, minutes. If you if you follow like the point to point, wow. it's like it's it's just over. And they're all thanks. And but luckily they yeah. keep you playing because it is a old early access survival game. I think the issue that a lot of people are coming up against is that every game is an early access survival game. Every survival game is an early access game, right. and what happens is. All you are doing in every one of them is crafting a spear. It doesn't matter if they change the look. At some point, they all fall back on the crafting part and not the other parts. And what we were saying is this is a unique narrative. It would have been nice if they had fallen back on the story part. Now, that's very difficult. You had even said mm -hmm. is the repetition of like a roguelite game there so that they can get more content or appear to have more content in something. I think with these kind of games, that's what they do is with this type of game in particular survival games, they're like, we're going to put some crafting materials out there and have some unique combinations. So that feels like a ton of content when really there's not a ton. Um, I think this anti spider setting was awesome. I don't know if you saw that, but you can go in there and yeah. And you can yeah, turn them into like see just that. two colored blobs. Uh, like the head, yeah. If you turn it down, really, it, the spider becomes nothing more than a head and an abdomen that are just cylindrical with like glass eyes. It, it looks like a toy. It doesn't look like a spider. Yeah. I was curious about that because I was like, does it just get rid of them? Right. But that, how does that work from a gameplay? So I, I yeah. meant to so actually it doesn't try get rid that, of them. It leaves their collision boxes and everything. It just turns them into blobs. Now, what was weird is I told the guy playing, I was like, dude, that yeah. might be more frightening to me at 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, with this <laughs> glowing blob chasing right. me. But for people who don't like spiders, and there was a couple times where he got attacked, I was like, oh, man, that's pretty, that's great. Like, that's pretty gnarly. A lot of humans just, that's not for them. It's very cool that they did it. Um, a right. million people, though, dude, like a million people, that's better than, I think they were saying it's better than, if not all, at least most of Xbox's, um, you know, the day one numbers. And... I know it beats State of Decay mm -hmm. 2, which was also stunningly good. It was like, I think it was 2 million in three days. Um, so, I mean, it's mm -hmm. doing well. I just I just don't know what's there for me. That's like, um, you know, I guess maybe it shouldn't be a shocking success to us because other survival games, I'm thinking specifically of oh, uh, The Forest, that's on the PSN bestseller list, like, almost i don't i don't know if it's every month but regularly it's one of the best sellers and i'm like i remember when this game came out but i haven't been following it or or, or seen anyone in my circles playing it but apparently it's you know seven huge. days to die so and i'm looking right yeah looking at the steam um top charts for survival games like don't starve is number two still um, and that game came out, you know, oh, it's Don't Starve Together. So that's the co-op version. Um, Ark is still in there, Seven Days to Die. Is Strand, uh, is this Terraria, one one? obviously huge. Um, it's not it was, anymore. It I remember it was. It is, it okay. is on well, number five yeah. currently. So, but yeah. So, man, I don't know. I feel like there's certain times with uh, like video games when it, whether it's, Specifically for me, like esports and survival games that are like huge parts of the industry. They're that a I'm mystery. just kind of like I, you know, I I know about these games and I, I I play them every once in a while, but I don't. It's it's just they always surprise me. 
now that I'm on the Steam main page, it's the top selling. Yeah. Like it's number one under top seller. So I don't know I what's going on with Steam pages. But... Earlier today when we were talking on the podcast, I'm pretty sure they looked and it was number one. I was just like, what the hell? I, I agree with you. I think that it makes, I mean, yeah. they have a longevity to them. It makes sense. I think that, I, I, you know, I'm, I can't complain about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing that it did that. It's just, I guess it also maybe shows that other than your third person, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, big titles, right? Horizon Zero Dawn's coming out. If you don't have those big games, maybe some other genres are not being fed. And maybe there hasn't been a survival mm -hmm. game for a while. And because I don't follow them as much. I follow some of them, you know, uh, but I don't follow them as much. So maybe it's also just, yeah, there's people, you know, who see those and they, they've been waiting for a long time to play it. I, I will say without a shadow of a doubt, though, first seeing it, it did intrigue me. You know, the honey has shrunk the kids. That is intriguing. It doesn't, there isn't another one that's like that. So, you know, that can certainly, right. certainly pay off on its own. Did you ever play the shooter that came out about two months ago that was Hyperbox, I think is what it was called, where you were, it was a, it was like Unreal Tournament, Hyperbox. but you were actually toys in a toy store? I think I, I covered it heard in a of that. Top 10 video like two um, months ago. And uh, it was another shrunk, right? Like, you, you know, perspective and i got to admit it was fun and it was more enjoyable because of that perspective so maybe that's maybe maybe that's where these you know maybe that's right. where these see their excitement coming from um i think with survival also maybe it's the time frame people are at home there's not a lot to do and there's no <clears throat> there's no rigmarole or expectation for a lot of these other than staying safe you're just sort of like you know building and right. Minecraft, I'm sure, is probably doing really well right now. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I didn't check. Oh, did you hear yeah. about Spotify? I think Spotify yesterday announced that, like, listening numbers are back up to where they were prior, which I thought they'd be higher, but I guess what they said was they oh. dropped because people were just in, like, the world was in a, a panic, and they weren't listening. And now it's back to that right. level, um, which to me just feels like it's just going to mm -hmm. go higher, you know? So right yeah i'm i'm wondering too of, of specifically with minecraft because i feel like that's probably right. like a comfort game for people because i know even some of my friends that you know we played when it before it came out they're actually diving back right. in and playing it now um and so yeah i don't know for me man minecraft is special it's weird because i i keep saying i'm not really into these survival games but Every few years, I will like start playing Minecraft Dude, again, I and I'm like, I, I don't even know awesome. how to describe to you what Minecraft did because I told uh, uh, my friend who's in our Discord continually was like, "This is uh, you should play this." And I'm like, "That is the dumbest idea for a game I've ever heard of," and I don't want to play it. And one day, yeah, late at night, I randomly got it, and I don't even know why I did. And we're talking two years after it released, and I got it, and I watched the entire series of Friends in a row every night. I would come home and I would just turn on Friends. And just play Minecraft. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is, every hill was some new cool looking thing. Every like, and I don't think I ever built anything good. I think, I, I'm not lying, I think the best house I built mm -hmm. maybe was wood. The rest of it was just exploring. I was just like, I'm going here, I'm going there. There's something about Minecraft in particular that just, right. It's there's so much you can do in that game. Yeah, man, I've I have so many memories of playing that game mm. multiplayer. 
Um, and we like sometimes creative mode. I actually had a ton of fun with just mm-hmm. not having to worry about resources. But the man, that game is so full of the like. You, it feels like it has a story in a way right. just from the ga- the gameplay creates stories between you and your friends that it's like I can remember a moment that we had in Minecraft right. six years ago because what happened was so memorable just from the gameplay. And I wonder if that's something that draws people to survival games. And I wonder if Grounded kind of can, good can do that same thing. It's a good point. So, also, childlike. Yeah. That's why I was bringing up the shooter. I think for me, Toy Commander for the Dreamcast is the same way. I like toys. I just, and and toy, uh, was it Toy Mint? Uh, uh, what was it called? Not Toy, toy Soldiers. Yeah, the war. Yeah, I, I, I owned all yeah, those. Toy I still own them, actually. I, they're installed now that I think about it. And anything that does focus on that, I do like. So the idea, when you said the idea of a pop can, I think you said you walked into a pop can. I'm like, oh, actually, that sort of speaks yeah. to me as as when you were a young kid thinking yeah. what if there's a real world smaller than us you know that speaks to me i could definitely see that being a thing but yeah it's yeah. cool man one million i guess hey we can't you know you won't hear me I, like i think it's awesome they're doing well i i'll just say that this is one of the surprises for me because when i saw the numbers i, I did a double take and i was like what I have to admit, when when they announced this, I was like, "Oh, we have another Microsoft Studio doing a side project that's going to go nowhere." I did like the same. Bleeding Edge, correct? And it seems right. to be the complete opposite of Bleeding Edge, where it's a huge ex- is Bleeding Edge. It's funny because that game came out and then just and it got new a new character yesterday. I only know because I really? hadn't heard of it, okay, and then I... it popped up yesterday in the news. Yeah. I wonder it's what the player be, count is like dude, on that game. It's got to be dump. It's got, and that's the thing is, I don't. Uh, one of the reasons why I brought up Grounded and wanted to talk about it a little bit is, I'm not a big fan of these type of games because I don't want companies resting on their laurels and saying, "Let's just throw out ten games with mm-hmm. barely anything and see which one." I was not a fan of how Sea of Thieves worked out, even though I'm glad Sea of Thieves worked out. I don't want a company just aiming for that. And State of Decay too, right. while I liked it. It certainly could have been shored up in ten hundred different ways before it was released, and yet it's doing insanely well, well enough that they've moved to a third. Um, I think Obsidian's slightly different because they're so small. It sounded like what? What did they say? Ten people are working on this, or it was it was, it was small. I, it was like maybe it was sixteen, but yeah, it was right. like this small, small team, team working on it. But I agree with you. I literally thought of Bleeding Edge when they like. I was like, oh, that's that's what this is. Yeah. It's like somebody's got a side idea and. I mean, it also depends on how many people buy it and how they do their customizations. Now that I think about it, I don't know what the microtransactions are in that game. I didn't see a store. So, for sure. You know, if they turn out to be something that people just organically go into, Obsidian's in the money. You know, like Mm. they just are, you know? So, yeah. That's the one thing you just said that I totally agree with is that. And I think about this specifically with music is that there are bands that, you know, I love that when they come out with a new album, I always think, you know what? They're doing something different. Even if I don't like it, yeah, right. I always appreciate right. it. I always respect it. And it's the same thing with games, too. Like you said, with with uh, Obsidian yeah. trying something different. And even with um with Bleeding Edge, I think it's cool that they did it, um, even though it's not a great result. 
I always will respect. Yeah, I've actually I covered Bleeding Edge on purpose because of that. Because I didn't think it was probably going to go anywhere, but I I absolutely have no issues with like and you know the developers. We always joke about it and everything, but a lot of those guys are just. I mean, they're like everybody else. They want to make a good game. They didn't wake up and say, "Let's make a shitty game." You know, they're they're like, "Hey, let's make something and see if right. it works." And you know, that one didn't. This one seems to have worked. But yeah, I'm always for at least checking it out because you never know. And games like this will surprise you. And now you just need to chalk that up and be like, next time you think this game is going to do amazing or this game is going to do horrible, remember a game like Grounded, for me at least, where I was like, nah, nobody will play it. You know, it turns out really well, (laughs) at least for now. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of uh, developers that have done um, two different, totally different things, uh, hopefully I'm not taking the wrong direction, but I was thinking, I just thought of this today, was the dev that did uh, oh, yeah. Tale Innocence. When I did not realize that they also were working on yeah. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Is that bizarre? That's so, <laughs> Is that so bizarre? crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think it's sweet. No, yeah. I, they are like, I don't even know how to describe how much I like that game. Like that game came out of nowhere, and I'm I'm such a big fan of games that don't overstay. Like they're you know it's like here's this contained thing, mm-hmm. America, like Outer Worlds. I love that it was contained. It wasn't a huge. I mean, I get that everybody want to fall out three point five or whatever, but to me, I was like, no, I'm actually okay with this. Right. So yeah, you see that weird. Te- it's like yeah, man, we're doing we're doing this game. You know, a kid in France and possibly psychic powers and we're also doing microsoft flight simulator which is like the biggest most technically advanced game ever actually we can move to that because we can talk about yeah that's what that's what i was saying hopefully you're going there next so microsoft flight simulator is coming out here very soon um in the last couple days if you guys are following anybody here who's following twitter uh you probably saw maybe a journalist or two post their pictures microsoft sent them like the fucking full monty they sent them like joy you know a full sticks and rudders and all this crazy stuff for them to test it uh i got a code i did not get any of that stuff nor would i want that kind of stuff well i don't have room for i've got room for a joystick but not you know shit hanging off the walls um you're not uh, ready to play steel battalion no probably not uh but it it was fun i always wanted to play to be honest it was fun and that by the way that controller does work as a usb device and a pc so a lot of people buy yeah a lot of people buy it to play other games because mm. you can it's a it's a generic usb device yeah. um so asobo's doing this uh i did get a chance i did check with microsoft before the podcast to verify i can talk about you know what i'm going to talk about but i got a chance to spend about eight hours with it um i want to say first hats off to them because what they did was they have a bandwidth section of their options first you can Dude, I saw it's that so in the great. digital you can turn video. it off, yeah. which is awesome, and just play That's with the asset you get. But you can also throttle it, and you can also cap it. So if somebody has a one terabyte, which isn't unlikely in America, one terabyte is considered a lot, but you could say 500 gigabytes and then still leave yourself 500 for the month. And um, so it's got all these settings, all this stuff, and I got to say, you know, I can't, won't get into a bunch of stuff because this is the preview. Uh, the review code, you know, goes live in a couple days. But um, it's as good looking as the videos show. Like, I, it, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty stupid. Like, I was just playing it going like, and I, yes, I have a powerful right. PC, but I also tested it on the mid-range PC. And I was like, 
dude, mm-hmm. this is, I've always been a fan of simulators, but they've always been very resource heavy. Very, they're, they're always very hard on your PC. And in fact, most don't run well enough so that you always feel like you're upgrading for a simulator. That's how I've always felt, uh, whether it be like the, the uh, uh, Flight mm-hmm. X 11 or anything like that. But man, dude, uh, it's awesome. Like, insane. I appreciate that too. I feel like so many developers now will will spec their max settings to like right. you know 2080 Ti or whatever. Or yeah, um, and it leaves right. it no room to grow once future hardware comes out. So I think in the Digital Foundry video they were doing they had a 3900X yeah. with a 2080 Ti at 4K and it wasn't right. it was like yeah. 30 ish. Yeah. So I always like that because it's like, man, this game is going to grow. And, I, and obviously that's the design. And with a game like this, the, the fans around it know it's not like people are going to be like, oh, this game's unoptimized. You know, oh, I mean, have yeah. you seen people do fact, that? I don't where... know if you heard me and Maddie talking about this, but I actually stated anytime you have an ultra setting in your PC and you are future proofing, you need to have them sign an NDA mark like where it says, I will not report this as unoptimized if I'm trying to run it on this card or below, because you literally don't have that hardware and you'll see reviewers. will do it reviewer. I've seen right. pretty big reviewers be like, Oh man, it doesn't run well, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, you're on ultra. They don't even have that setting on a card like in a States it, but yeah, I've seen yeah. that a lot. It really needs to stop. It mm-hmm. is it's um, so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, and a side note also. And I, cause you, you mentioned this in, in your videos. And I always appreciate this, that I can't stand when, I've seen people talk about previews and they talk about technical aspects and frame rates. Like at PAX, I've seen PAX previews where people are like, well, the frame rate wasn't very good. I'm like, they're at a sh- we're yeah, at a show. Right. Like this is a preview build that may yeah. be six months old or something. Like why yeah. even mention that in the preview? So yeah, um, yeah. unrelated. Yeah, note, no, it's very an important. important one. And uh, and that's the that's even why you know like for me seeing how it runs now versus how to run on review time frame is going to be interesting but um it's just it's cool because we have a game that personally probably won't light the fire of what 80 percent of gamers probably i mean being i think being fair 80 percent are not going to want to fly but there is it normally would be 75 percent or 85 percent sorry but there's a five percent there who see a game that looks so beautiful that they think flying might be fun for the first time ever in a game and i gotta tell you yeah that is the group that I think will freak. I honestly believe the not, the the other percent, like myself, are going to be very excited to be have a game made for them. But there is a five percent of people that I have seen in my own Discord going like, "Dude, I don't even like flight simulator games, and I'm buying a joystick right now." Like, what is going on? Like, yeah. I like there's a part where they fly in one of the commercials and there's like birds under them, you know, like flamingos, I think in Florida. And people are just like, it's not fucking in the game. If that's in the game, I'm gonna... and it's in the game. It's just like, it's there. No, it's there. It's like, yeah. th- that to me is this really cool time where we like, you'll see a, a, I personally believe at least from what I've seen in some areas, a game that looks next gen for the first time ever. Like, and I don't mean, we're using the term right. next gen, which I don't like because PCs are already all gens, but you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. the first title where I've had hands-on been like, wow, like, damn, that's insane, pure insanity. I mean, I, you're right though. 30 frames per second, pure insanity. 
you're gonna need you know you're gonna have yeah. to turn some shit down <laughs> that's for sure right right so here i have a question about this game because i've heard about this game for a while and i remember my friend telling me that his dad would play it and he's always he was he would always laugh at him because he would basically like play and like take the plane he would fly like a commercial plane and then he would just kind of like sit in front of the screen for three or four hours while it while it flew and i'm like surely there's more to this game you know to this game than that so what is for you what is a typical play session of microsoft flight simulator because i honestly have, have no clue i mean i've seen the the videos and like it looks stunning and there's so many different planes and the instruments but like I, I, from the video I watched, I'm like, I still don't really no, know what playing agree. this game is even like. So it's not like you're, I'm a big fan of Euro Truck Simulator and Snow Runner. Those are also si- slightly sim, but Euro Truck, mm-hmm. you're dodging traffic, right? You're trying to get a delivery somewhere. So it's a little bit more condensed in its action. What goes on with planes, dude, is strangely enough, this is going to sound weird. It's usually weather and it's, it's, it's ground effect and okay. it's over, flying over a mountain and having to adjust trim. And this sounds really dumb, but you're, tr- I found, I was I didn't even have a passenger in this plane last night and I was trying to make it as smooth as possible for myself like an like that's the kind of person who might like this where I was like oh you know I I don't want to like fucking do this because if somebody was in the plane they'd be like man you're shitty and I'm in a Cessna right or well, not a Cessna I was in like one of the jet engine very mm-hmm. small but I was like trying to get it just right I think getting it just right smooth those kind of things are where are what people like and then exploring exploring in a game like this is awesome because they're real places so i took off i'm from oregon so i took off from portland i took off from washington tacoma i took off from san francisco all places i had been and honolulu and no not honolulu sorry that's the next one i'm going to and all of them looked like where i had just been and that exploration i think is 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 very you know, it feels real. But again, that's that's why I said 85%. 80 right. to 80. Most gamers, 20% of gamers will be into this. Maybe it would have been 15. But I, like I said, I think this gains at minimum 5% more because somebody who maybe, maybe they're a GT fan, Gran Turismo. Maybe they've done a little bit of sim. Maybe a Euro truck simulator has been slightly interesting. They see a game that looks like this. And maybe they think, you know, I did buy a good graphics card, but I don't really have anything that requires it. Maybe, you know, or I'm getting an Xbox right. X series and this is the first one, you know, because I don't know if I told you this, but I was surprised how many people play Elite on the Xbox. Now, Elite is nuts. Yeah. I play Elite and they're on a controller, dude. And they're like full. Uh, that The game is full on the on the Xbox, by the way. Like, all the upgrades are there, all of the expansions. So if they're doing that, I, I assume they'll do a playing game. And it, you know, like, what, it won't have an issue. Right. Yeah, that's one that people said is hard to play in VR because of playing on a controller, I've heard. Uh, like... I was okay. I use voice attack, though. So I use, I have a joystick. Oh, okay. Hotas, yeah. and then I use voice attack. Uh, William Shatner, by the way, shout out to William. He does because uh, you can buy voice packs, and I use William Shatner and okay. uh, Brett yeah. Spiner, Data from Star Trek, and uh, both of those guys. And uh, nice. yeah, you without without voice attack, you can certainly do it. I've seen many people not use voice attack. I just had to use it because too many buttons. Yeah, and you can't see your keyboard, so you have to <clears> memorize <throat> the. Jo- and so have being able to right. say lower you know, your fucking, like, drop your landing gear without having to push G, control, alt, 
is always easier. But yeah, dude, people are people are doing it on the console. Speak. What are you gonna say? Yeah. Speaking of VR, you I think you you put in our disc the Discord about this game is going to have yeah VR so support. This is right? weird, and this is why I'm so confused on VR with Microsoft. WMR is Microsoft, and yet when Asobo announced this and when Microsoft showed it, they did they said they had no plans for VR because they assumed no one would want it. And so it took them two months of having the trailers be out. And then PC Gamer said, seriously, VR or not. And then Microsoft said, okay, we now understand you want it. So we're looking yeah. into it. And then as of yesterday or whatever, they stated it will have VR after launch, but it will be VR. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's... Right. Such a weird thing to say. Like, Microsoft with VR, you're right, has been weird since that was a big mm -hmm. thing before this, uh, the Xbox One X. They were like, this will be a VR console. Right. And they're like, yeah, never mind. Which surely Microsoft has the, you know, the research data that they said, you know, mm -hmm. now's not the time to uh, invest in VR. Maybe they thought that it was waning, but I never know what the state of VR is because you get the the hit pieces, not a hit piece, but you have people writing like, yeah, VR is dead. VR is not succeeding, blah, blah, blah. But then also the Oculus Quest is literally right. sold out constantly, which there is probably, and there has been shortages due to a million different reasons right now going on in 2020. But even then still, like people are buying up these headsets like crazy. I don't know if it's just, we've hit the right point where we're past the, early new technology, early adopter phase, and we're starting to see people interested in the consumer product of something more um, one-off like the Oculus Quest or if people's PCs are just, it's cheaper now to have a, a, a PC that's VR capable than it was when it came out. And I mean, I guess the headsets too, in general, I mean, obviously the the Valve Index is, is the high end at a, th a thousand bucks, but you can get an Oculus Rift S for... 399 right now and then there's this also this other one uh that we were talking about before we reverb, started rolling yeah. the hp reverb the new uh, one what does that one start at which is 150 cheaper than it was it's 499 or 599 but it's 150 cheaper than the what i bought my g1 for my reverb g1 and then wmr right now is about okay. 99 to 150 off of ebay or amazon and wmr has higher right. resolution than the riffs so like they just use they use a right. different style of tracking so a lot of people don't like them but it's i think what happens with like microsoft flight simulator i don't know why they didn't know maybe they didn't i don't know you know i don't know how that decision was made but lo as long as they finally realized hey people would want it i would assume you and i if as pc gamers we'd be like dude it's a pc sim title why wouldn't you do it maybe they didn't want to do it because it was also going to be on the xbox and they were like they know that currently you can't take a wmr which is microsoft's actual form factor and plug it in and maybe they have to now right. say well you know we we're gonna to have to build a branch of our development just to handle vr but i think it makes sense this is the game that you would want for vr it's the game that you would be able to sell people and be like dude do you want to be in the cockpit this is the game you know, that allows you to do that. And, you know, we'll talk about VR right. in a bit, but like, if you could, if you do hit those, anybody who's done VR, like, 
when it does hit, it hits. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is insanity. It's just that um, without support of a Microsoft and Flight Sim and this kind of stuff, we we won't notice that as often. So I'm glad they're doing it. Um, And, yeah, it looks fantastic, man. It... uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the, cl- the volumetric clouds. clouds. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, dude. It's so weird to see the buildings though, and cars driving. It's so weird because I had everything cranked. I was like, "Fuck it, man! If I get fifteen frames per second, screw it." Right. Which, by the way, yeah, it was yeah. like twenty-five. But I have a more powerful computer, weirdly enough, than Digital Foundry. But I. I turned down, there's a couple settings you automatically know, like shadows and renders and stuff like that, where you can get it playable very quickly. And these are types of games where 60 FPS is what you want, but like 45 isn't going to magically make you miss a input leg frame on fucking Rue in a Street Fighter game. And mm-hmm. it was crazy to take off from like an airport I took off from less than two months ago and be like, that's the tower. Like, that's weird. Like, it looks right. And it, and cars driving around on the roads, just pretty insane. It's all Google data. You know, they've taken all the, all the Google data to do this. Right. That's what I was wondering, because, like, me living in a small town near Pittsburgh, I'm like, can I? How detailed right. is my hometown? Is I guess it would just be depend on the the satellite image yeah, data. From what I understand, so, like, what Microsoft is doing, limited knowledge here. But when I read up on the GDC data, what they're doing is taking Google, they're taking all of the stuff on Google and they're sort of condensing it. So like, if your if your house is an A frame, nineteen seventies white house, they might have that as a generic, and they're like, we can put your house in there, no issues. But then somebody has like a double A frame. That's like purple and it's got, you know, some additions. They may have to generic that to one of their hundreds of sets. And they use like a a builder that sort of builds those out and puts those in places. But I did have somebody say that their house is in it. So I don't know. And I haven't. Yeah. And I haven't checked my house. It will be the first thing I will do Hmm. today is uh, that is quite literally is I'm going to try to get to my house. But it's quite a big flight from where like from the the. I mean my home when I was a child. I'm going to try to find that. Um, right. But you know what? Even if they come close, I think, you know, knowing this stuff's updated, I got you can turn the real weather on and off, which was cool. So you can like, because it, it was sunny and I was like, yeah, you know, because it's pretty nice outside right now. I don't know where you are, but it's hot as where I am. And it's super clear. Yeah, oh, dude, I would, rainy I, would trade, here. I would trade with you. It's so yeah. it's so nasty here, heat wise. And uh, but you could adjust all that and turn it off if you wanted to. So, yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, it's uh, I I think we're getting into this point where people are buying twenty eighty Ti's and all the shit. And the only thing you can say is I can run Crisis at sixty FPS. You know, there's some games, but right. you know, overall <laughs> there isn't that title that you're like, oh my god. And I think this one for a lot of people will be the one that people are are really happy about. So. Right. Yeah, and especially right. with the new cards coming. I mean, hopefully next month one? is at least the announcement. Are you, a, are you like a day one kind mm, of person? So I don't know because I actually this is let's see, last year was when I built my my gaming PC. And now that I actually have a lot more uh disposable income than I can dump into a PC, now it's like so I currently have a, a mm-hmm. just a twenty eighty. Right not the TI, just the regular 2080. I got it because staples.com 
had a price error that it was like 400 ish bucks, which was awesome because they're normally retail like six, yeah, 600, six, seven. The prices are all over the place. So I think that I will probably, depending on the resale market, mm-hmm. I will probably get one just because I'm an idiot and I'll just spend my money on like it's totally not necessary for me it to, is nice for rendering, to upgrade though, but you know or the, those kind of stuff editing rendering, yeah so. yeah that is true right yeah the it'll it will give me a little boost on on the editing aspect but i i really want the the new right. hdmi 2.1 yeah. port so because i my so my work slash gaming pc which is you know one and the same is upstairs in my office and my oled tv Mm -hmm. is unfortunately downstairs so because i am so like no there's no way that i'm going to stream my gaming pc to my uh my tv i know people do that with like the nvidia it's never good enough for me i just there's always like a little bit of compression so i'll literally carry down my tower Mm -hmm. like over on the weekends and stuff so um but yeah, I I really just want the the idea of playing at 4K 120. Not obviously not all Being games and stuff like that, yeah. but sounds people very, don't realize HDMI yeah. 2.1. We won't I like get to. I know Maddie's fans are probably not as like into nerd shit like I am, but 2.1 is a huge jump, and I don't think people realize that. Yeah. Like 2.1 is what's allowing like the Xbox to do right. half of the special stuff that for whatever reason doesn't look like the PlayStation 5 is going to be doing, but. Um, Maybe variable refresh rate, we'll see. But it, it, I didn't really see that show up on Sony stuff. But even if they do, regardless, that's what's awesome is like you'll have these kind of things. Um, the higher, you know, much higher um, uh, FPS is even possible on that. And hopefully it'll also cause a, a few less issues with some of the handshake problems we get with band, low bandwidth HDMI stuff. Because I don't know about you, but I have those issues. I actually do with when I'm sorting and trying to record, yeah. I will get the you know, no signal. And you're just like, no, there's a fucking signal. I know there's a signal. I'm right. the goddamn, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, you have to spend 10 minutes trying right. to figure yeah. that shit out. So yeah, it's, it's very cool. Um, yeah. I think it uh, depends on the price for me. Right. Like, right. Yo, Hey, Carrick, I got to throw you a variable real quick. Cause I just saw this oh. important oh, news shit. dropped while we were recording Uh-oh. from the halo Twitter. Halo is for everyone. We can confirm Halo Infinite multiplayer will be free to play and will support 120 FPS 120 on Xbox Series X. frames per second? So, that's what it says from the Halo Twitter account. What the? For multiplayer, but, so. Oh, on, but it says yeah. 120 FPS on the Xbox Series X. What it says. We'll support 120 okay, so let's FPS talk on about Xbox Series just X. real quick, and then we'll move on to the other stuff we normally have planned. So that's pretty good news for sure. And I think the free yeah. to play, obviously, they're obviously Microsoft's doing something. They wouldn't have said that if all of these other adjustments were seen about like costs of the the packaging. I, I'm assuming we're gonna be they're gonna announce very quickly that you don't have to pay to be online. Obviously, because uh, why else would they mention that? Um, right. But so 120. Here's the thing that I'm wondering, dude. So Sony does certainly have the IPs for uh, uh, for proprietary games. The problem is, is of course, not all eight or ten amazing ones are going to be available day one. And so, but they're gonna, you know, they're gonna try to get you some awesome games, so you want to get a PS5. 
it seems to me, and I could be wrong on this, but it seems to me that Microsoft has slightly gone away from, well, they for, for sure are saying they're the most powerful. But if you've noticed, this is like the fourth announcement in the last couple of days where they start mentioning the FPS. And I am wondering, because your hard drive, no matter how fast it is, it can't like make shit it, it can't increase your FPS if you're like your GPU, your CPU aren't allowing for specific things. I'm just wondering if this won't be Microsoft's way right. of saying, look at us, your game's at 60. Guess what? We're at 120. And the reason why I bring this up is you can't hit 90. No one's going to care about 90. They are going to care about 120 or they mm -hmm. are going to care about 144. 90 isn't a thing. There's no reason. You don't see people saying we have a 90 refresh monitor, but they do say we have a 144 or 120 and to get to those you have to double right. your fps which maybe microsoft is thinking sony can't do and so we're going to say 120 for everything which is like microsoft's end around for whatever sony's saying with the ssd i'm just thinking right. off the box here of why they've they've really gone to this 120 ori in the blind forest hey guess what free 120 update forza guess what free 120 update they just keep talking about this 120 i don't know do you think that or do you think they're even thinking that far forward yeah. maybe they're just You know, I don't know. I mean, it, we had we had, had a, a brief discussion about this in Maddie's Discord, but with in order to do 120, you really need a TV that has HDMI 2.1, no. right? As far as a TV, though, I mean, obviously, like monitors and stuff have been doing high frame rate, but like my last 4K TV that I bought mm, three right. years ago, three or four years ago, was only 60, and all my friends. Theirs can only do 60. So to me, I always thought that it was like, well, even if you can do 120, most of the market is not going to be able to so support that refresh rate only on their TV. Gar guaranteeing 120, but multiple, including LG. Uh, uh, what's the one with the Z? Um, Vizio. Thank you. Uh, Vizio? Uh, have done multiple firmwares yeah. where they go to native 120. So 120 is definitely possible okay. on some of these, especially if they're two, four. And in fact, there's actually a website now that's like, here's all the ones where if you want native 120, just make sure you have this setting on and it's native 120. So it's like, it's not, it's not as okay. you're absolutely right in that. Just like many people probably aren't at 4k TV. I mean, obviously 4k is getting bigger, but still people have 1080p. It's for sure not as big, mm -hmm. but it is certainly something that is definitely possible and i'm gonna be honest here i don't know if they care because saying they do 120 right yeah is not the same thing as having to do it like it'll be possible but i'm not uh, what i'm saying is i think a lot of consumers could be easily duped you know what i mean into just being like oh mm -hmm. it is 120 you know I, right just guessing off the top of my head here but yeah um yeah, you have a monitor. Yeah, that'll do I this, don't know. Right, and uh, and I have mm -hmm. two that do that, yeah. and then my TV does do it. Has a refresh, and I have checked. I actually had a. I have a HDMI like tester, you know, so you can see that. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know. It just seems to me like you know marketing. They both they all do marketing. It just seems to me like it's sort of the marketing thing to do. Mm -hmm. Where Microsoft's like, okay, you want to talk about your SSD? We're going to talk about frame rates, and frame rates seem to be a little easier to explain to people right now. So it just seems like Microsoft has sort of slightly nudged their discussion over towards that um, for the time being. But you know who's missing, bro? 
Nintendo. Where's our Switch 2? Oh, yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It was a couple of months ago that they were like, yeah, we're not doing any hardware in 2020, which is probably yeah. smart with, you know, Microsoft and um, Sony going this year. So who knows? Maybe they're going to try to pull another mm. March, which I feel like with a Switch, do you think that they're going to just do like a like a I Switch don't know. Pro situation? I, I would or? want them a real Switch Pro, but Maddie's reminded me multiple times just Nintendo doesn't work that way. They, they're... They just don't. Right. So. Well, I mean, they did the the 3DS and the new 3DS, which was kind of I think it was a kind similar, of a similar model. model. I mean, I don't know if people would consider the three. I mean, maybe they would, and I could be wrong on that, but I don't know if they considered that a pro, uh, like what I would consider a pro Switch, which would be, a, right. you know, a FPS slash yeah. resolution, you know. Um, I don't know. I just, I really want it. It's not going to happen. I shouldn't even have brought it up because it's not going to happen. I, I just... I, I do like a lot of the games on the Switch. I just, at times, it's really ugly, man. It's where I just played, uh, uh, what's the one? Dude. Um, not Witcher, the other one. Oh, it's Resolution, uh, Outer Worlds. Pretty rough. Oh, yeah. You know, the Switch, like, if they could just, I guess it is a pro version is what I want, but there's things that they could do that wouldn't be hard. Like, um... Isn't it like if they could just make it so it had, not that it renders at 4K, right. but it had yeah. 4K output. You know what I mean? Um, that would make a big difference. I also, I can't believe, we were talking about this on my show the other day, how the Switch does not I have know. Bluetooth I know. audio support. I remember being on a plane for the first time with my Switch, and I got on my <laughs> earbuds. This was yep. like a few weeks after it came out on my way to PAX that March. Right. And I was like, what it, like i couldn't believe it so yeah i i feel like there's so many little mm -hmm. and the kickstand obviously the it's awful but i don't know maybe they are just waiting for well discussing all one, this is but... a good segue because i did want to discuss some of the add-ons for the switch uh this is something that's brought up on in the discord in maddie's yeah. discord a lot of times as well and uh people do know i i do buy these originally when bluetooth was having its issue i bought a bluetooth transmitter and bluetooth receiver uh you can buy them off of amazon and you can do the adantech uh, x low latency and they were like 15 bucks a piece so for 30 bucks you could get bluetooth audio from your switch but now they have like six or seven dongles i just looked at it last night there's just a bunch of dongles you can just go into amazon pick and they all have the same they all have the uh low latency codec and you just plug it into the bottom I thought that was okay. very cool. Yeah, very cheap, too. Interesting. Uh, in fact, a couple people bought them in the last couple weeks and have been very happy with them. They don't suck battery power as much as people would expect because the Switch doesn't have the best battery power. And, you know, as somebody, I, I'm, I don't know right. about your phone, but my phone, if I turn Bluetooth on and it just let it sit on, it will actually, I will notice that battery power is going lower and faster than if I if I turn it off when I can. Um but people are also asking me what different things I do use for my Switch because I am sort of like the go-to guy for buying bullshit for a Switch. So I do want to explain to people. First of all, I did replace right. my main dock with a mini dock. And I'll put these – I'll give these links to Maddie. He can put them in the Discord. But um, I did go to a mini dock. This was also 39 and basically you, you can't – it's no longer a full dock. It's quite literally just a little tiny USB-C hub. But the nice thing about it is – 
you can output to a TV very easily. It's just, I mean, you can literally, you just plug it in, you output, it's got the HDMI out right there. Uh, It doesn't require battery power if you want to just use it for that, which I thought was awesome. It's a, so it's a passive uh, uh, transmitter from the USB-C that's at the bottom of the switch into the HDMI. It, um, it will charge your system. It will also charge your pro controller because it's got a USB out on it. So you can charge both at the same time. Um, which I thought was very cool. Do you have any of these kind of things for for yours? Are you so? I've been wanting mm-hmm. to get one of those mini docks because I've lugged a dock, a normal Nintendo dock around, and I hate it. Last time I was looking into it, there was that scare. This was years ago, so uh, there was that yeah. worry that they would like blow right. up your switch, like the right. voltage was fucked up on them. So I. Since then, I've been like skeptical and just haven't really looked into it. And for the most part, I don't mm-hmm. really need a mini dock because I'm not usually traveling around with one. But there are times like particularly right now, I'm, I uh, I told you this beforehand, but I'm visiting my parents right now. And I was like, should I bring my switch dock? And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to lug that big thing. And I was like, it'd be nice to have a Mine mini dock. So uh, I'll send you the yeah, link I'll in the you. discord. But so okay. basically, uh, yeah, this one's checked for voltage. The The issue with um, with these docks also is they replace the main dock, which scratches up the front of a lot of switches. I had the old main dock, right? The the bad one, right. I guess, as people said. So I wanted mm-hmm. to replace that. So I replaced that. And then the next thing I did was I bought a battery carriage. And so what that is, is it's an extra battery that clips like a C-clamp onto the back of your switch. And you can charge it with anything. And when you're charging it, it can be charged at super high, you know, coming in MAH, very high, or amps, I'm sorry. And then it will only feed the switch the exact amperage it needs. So you can charge that thing fast, and it is amazing. It adds like a full eight hours to the switch. It does make it a little bit heavier, but dude, I don't care. Like... It's it's so nice, and um, yeah. it still allows for the HDMI out, still has an opening there for you to do all this kind of stuff. And I, I've been really sort of, like, getting a lot of HDMI, or sorry, a lot of Switch extra stuff just on the side. Have you um, have you tried one of these uh, specifically? I my do. wife has the Satisfy yeah. Yeah. I grip. Love it. Yeah, she yeah. has a Switch Lite. It's awesome. I kind of, I wish I had one. Um, she actually what's funny we we pull her in for reviews here and there when there's stuff that would you know fit her since she's kind of she's somewhere she's not a casual phone gamer but like she she's she plays like she played Mm. through and beat breath of the wild before i did but half of the stuff we talked about on the show she's gonna have no clue so but so yeah she she has one of those satisfied grips and she loves it she's like i would not want to play my switch light without it at this point so yeah, geez, nice the cool thing about the Satisfy, I had to modify mine with a router because my battery carriage, <laughs> I think Satisfy on purpose right. puts a little hook and it won't allow you to use a third-party battery extender. So what I did was I checked mm. verified by cutting a little tiny X out of one of the handles that it wouldn't like, that nothing was connected there. And I, I did do so, so I can use both the Satisfy and this battery pack. And uh, yeah, dude, I wouldn't use the I would not use a switch with the old because my thumbs get really painful using the original switch joy cons. In fact, I don't know where the originals are. Like I don't have any clue, Um, but the satisfy Mm -hmm. super comfortable. And then the battery dock I have has a a better leg out, you know, a better, like if you do want to 
you know, set it up on a table and play it. And uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's right. It, there's so many little side things you can do with the Switch. Not necessarily like magically change anything, but just to sort of make it a little bit better. Like I have the external um, anti-aliasing chip, M Classic, which is fantastic. Huge oh, yeah. difference. I've yeah, I started getting I started one of those with the cables many the times. M Classic cables because they were like thirty nine, and then the M Classic USB adapter came out and i was like well you know what i'll check it out and i don't think i i mean i won't play it for reviews i purposely will not you know i'll never alter the way a system would be played by a, a person buying a, a game but the moment that game's over the moment that review's over i fucking plug that usb thing right back in yeah it it really does improve the look of, of games you've probably put me over the edge because i've considered buying that many times and then like is it really i've seen the videos and i'm like okay i see the know, difference do you but, have a good scaler though um, on your youtube TV? probably doesn't you have do a good scaler on you, so i do i have a pretty good scaler but sometimes i'm plugging it into other devices mm-hmm. to record and stuff and then it can get or or just because i want to sit at that place and it doesn't have a great scaler on the tv if your tv is really good and and modern it may not see a huge difference it just depends yeah, I have the oh, LG C9. So it's good TV. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, yeah. very expensive, but it's very nice. I, I mean, and that's the thing. Worth yeah, it. I um, I went with but. the Samsung the 85, and it, like awesome TV, great scaler. I still notice it on there, but it depends on the game, especially low. It's got the Samsung has one of the better scalers, so it's a little less noticeable. But especially on like a Witcher. Dude, Witcher, you can't even, you wouldn't even, I mean, not that you or I would really probably oh. play on a 4K. What, like, why would we if we have a PC? But there's some, t- like, I go to the cabins to play mm-hmm. D&D with friends. Uh, we just leave society behind. And it's like when we go out there, sometimes everybody's asleep and I'm awake. Well, it's like they're, they have a 4K TV, but it's shit out in the middle of the woods in some cabin somewhere. So being able to use this, H, you know, this HDMI scaler helps. So I, I have it for that, but. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. cool, man. Anybody, if you're out there and you have any questions on any of this, you can feel free to ping uh, me or Maddie or Dustin. But there's definitely a lot of devices out there that uh, I think we were all surprised it didn't have Bluetooth. Like, what the fuck? So not only that, but the Bluetooth. I don't even know if the Bluetooth, a lot of Bluetooth devices at first didn't have the low latency, which is a big deal if you're playing video games. So now you can get these um I definitely would suggest if you want to, you go and check online. There's there's multiple ones that, you know, don't have any issues and, and definitely get them. Um, you can get some extra use out of your system. Uh, is there anything else I use? Anything you use? Um, trying to think. I'm pretty light on Switch accessories now I think about it. I do have... Um, it's funny, I made fun of them when they came out, but when I first got the switch there's like the the grips mm-hmm. that you can plug the joy cons in that turn them into like yeah they, they're just they're just plastic but i actually i use them and i'm like whoa this is actually pretty right. a pretty decent solution for if you want to if you need to have mm-hmm. like four or five controllers at once and you don't want to you know spring for buying that many pro controllers but um yeah so no i'm pretty pretty light on i do have one of those like holders like it's like a metal holder so that when you're on a plane, you can, you know, sit oh, it right gotcha. and not have to kick use stand. the terrible kickstand. Yeah. It's very yeah. cool that all these so, exist. I've been curious. Um, people 
go crazy modding and putting different stuff mm. on their Oculus yeah. Quest. Have you seen this? People do, they put like the Vive head strap on it and their own like audio solutions. And I've looked at that and I'm like, that's a slippery slope. And the funny thing is I don't even play my Quest that often. Just the, it sounds fun to uh I did wireless on my on, Vive, but... uh, which was not a mod that you could, that it was purchasable at the time. Um, and that worked. And then I modded uh, the Samsung, I think, was the one I had to mod the headset because I'm pretty sure that, if I remember right, the Odyssey didn't have unplugged. Bat- I can't remember. I've got so many headsets. Um, but I've messed around a couple. I won't mess anything with the Fate. You know, I'll put the VR cover because that thing is so comfortable. I buy that for every headset. The, that's the first. Per- I wouldn't even buy a headset if I can't get a VR cover for it. Um, so I get that right away. But when it comes to the headset, I don't mess around with it too much. I did buy a strap, a generic, because the reverb is front to back, no over the head. And I find that over the head helps if you want to pull it up and get it off your brow. If you're one of those type of people where it rests on your brow and after a while you're like, man, this is just not comfortable. It's giving me that front headache. I've uh, those are like 15 bucks. And I bought one of those completely generic and it absolutely helped. Every single person I know, that's the only way they play it or wear it. So, um, but yeah, modding that kind of stuff sort of crazy, right? Like you're taking your, you're taking your, your yeah. life in your own hands because those things are expensive, and I don't think there's any, you, there's not a warranty. It's like if they see right. a bunch of screwdriver marks, dude. I don't know if you saw. There are people who replace the Vive lenses that like. What's that? Shit's yeah, I saw that. Yeah, nut bar. They go in there and unscrew shit and like desolder stuff and. They got got some balls. That's that's Draw the, the soldering line. is where I yeah. I, I yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm not I'm, I'm not out. getting yeah. I'm not messing around with electronics and anything, dude. I've I've tried that a couple times. I've never put anything successfully right. back together again in my life. So I can get it apart. <laughs> right. Um yeah. moving on from there, what do we got here? Oh, Cuphead. I wanted to hear what you thought. So Cuphead for PS4 got released what? Yeah. Uh this week? Yeah, it was this week. Uh, I can't okay. remember. It was like and early you, you in the week. You got it and got to though. play it. What'd you think? Um, yeah, so I played. I've played it on Xbox Switch, and then I was like, you know what? I it's like right. Cuphead is one of those games yeah. I I love love this game, and I was like, you know what? I I want to buy it again just because. First of all, I had the free ten dollar credit that they're sending out to people on PSN, so I was like, you know what? Ten bucks. I love this game. I'm going to buy it again just because and play it again for fun. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, the same Cuphead, you know, and love only it's on PS4. Uh, The only interesting thing is that that's surprising to me is that there are some like slowdowns, like frame rate issues on really intense parts. Yeah, specifically, I'm thinking of for me, at least. So it, it's happened in a few different levels. The one I'm thinking of right now is the the airplane level with the bird. When at the end he's in the stretcher and he's like coughing up stuff, I will have weird like frame rate jitters, just a little bit, it. but it's enough that I'm like, yeah. So, which is weird because I don't think I think the Switch version was like mm. practically perfect. Like I don't think there was really any kind of uh, frame rate stuff going on, but. But yeah, it's cool that it's out on Switch, especially because at one point, I don't know if it was Microsoft or uh, the guys at MDHR that were like, yeah, this game will never, it will always be only on Xbox and PC. And then, of course, it came to Switch, which 
is somewhat understandable just because they're you know the microsoft yeah. switch isn't as big yeah. as of a competition between microsoft and and sony so i mean you have to imagine that there's they were sitting around at a table and be like well we're not selling any consoles because of cuphead and everyone who won it bought it yeah so why wouldn't we release right. it on ps4 yeah, and make makes, a boatload of money sense you know what do you think about uh controls and everything feel identical you, no issues does it use gyro or anything yeah Crazy. no issues I, no okay no yeah um i actually i, I prefer I, I don't know everyone has their preferences mm, i prefer okay. the ps4 controller especially mm-hmm. yeah, when it comes right. to d-pad um so i'm i'm enjoying playing it with the ps4 d-pad in particular but um yeah nothing um there's really nothing special about it it's just cuphead it's out on ps4 so there's a whole new audience of people if you haven't played it yet anyone listening to this i highly recommend it it is super fun super creative and it is yeah, really that was gonna be really my next hard. question Do so you, have you found that like you played it three times well this will be your third time have you found that you're are you would you consider yourself good at it or are you still like it's still fucking hard man the game is still just hard it's it's weird because every time i play it different bosses gotcha. are harder to me at the time so the first yeah, time i played did you play through all of it okay the um the first time i'm trying to i think it was king dice which i i is would say overall i think king dice is the hardest overall the second time i played it was the the robot mm-hmm. with the the mad scientist and this time i just beat that and it only took me like i don't know probably 20-ish to 30 minutes to beat him, which compared to the second time, I it took me forever. I was I was working at right. that boss for like probably two hours, two to three hours. So, um, yeah, it's interesting um, how, it, how it changes. Overall, though, I was thinking about trying to get the Platinum. Like, that was my, my, my goal before when it was like, uh, when it was first getting announced. I'm like, I totally want to play this, get the Platinum. But now that I'm looking, there's some trophies that I'm like, yeah, not going to happen. There's a there's a trophy for beating King Dice without taking a single hit, which uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be able to do that. You have to get an uh, an A in every stage. That game was actually hard. Um, so like it is just it uh, was just I mean, even yeah, I remember playing it and being like, it's not that you can't. I mean, people are going to be able to no hit, no hit when like somebody out there some jackass with a fucking you know guitar controller right who's looking the other way will beat it we know that but i'm saying for normal or even good gamers even if you're good at it you're not really it's easy to die in that game even if you're good at it that's what i found out about that game is like it didn't really matter like my skill level got high but with like a neo once i get to a certain level i know most guys i can take on i can take this guy i can do this i pretty much there's like a a level of anxiety I may get from an enemy. I felt with that game, once you get like past the second level, it really didn't matter. It was like there was a chance of dying no matter what, like just a stray thing. And it's like, okay, well, you're dead and you got to start this part over. It was, uh, it's, it's, I can see why a lot of people probably aren't in love with it. I thought that this switch got a difficulty that was easier though. I know that so you can play the levels. There's two uh, difficulties. There's two. There's, yeah, two, there's like a norm, when right. you. 
Right, when you first play. And then once you beat it, there's no, like an expert dumb. difficulty as well. I'm sorry. But, but, but yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised that this game is so, so successful yeah. with how hard it is. Because, I mean, the only thing I can think is that there's, and I know people like this, that they're like, I like the idea of Cuphead. And then they, they buy it and they're like, this is great. And then they, they maybe get a few bosses in right. and they're like, I don't like this. It's just too hard. So I don't know. Maybe I'm curious. I've, I've never actually played the, the simple, the easy mode. I'm wondering if that's a lot more. I'm so curious what it how does simple or it, how much easier it, it, it actually just, is. It, it lowers the amount of like, ad, you wouldn't call them ads, but I remember in, uh, distinctly, remember the, it's like only the first or second level, there's a pyramid in the background. Like you're flying around the pyramid. It's like it's um, it's in the footage. Yeah. Oh, yes, with the genie. Yes. There. Yeah. If I remember right, there's like some creatures that can come out, and like on easy, it's two, and like on normal, it's like four or six. There. That's that's pretty much it. Admittedly, okay. though, obviously with just double, it's it is twice as hard. You know, so it's like it, it's it's hard on normal. I mean, it's not hard hard. It's not like it's not Dark Souls kind of hard. Because I actually think that this game at times is harder than Dark Souls. It's it's a weird kind of difficulty where, and it might be the it might be the color scheme, it might be the color scheme where sometimes it's a little hard to tell what mm. what's going to hit you or like you know there's maybe some issues with contrast. Um, but uh, it's not it's not it doesn't make it easy. I'll just say that it makes it easier right. for sure, but it doesn't make it easy. It's so weird. I'm I'm mostly now as as an adult like don't really get game rage. I mean everyone as a kid, you know, like slams down their controller. This game will not that I'm like throwing controllers, but it will make me like <laughs> angry. And it's funny because my wife will be like, "Are you having fun right now? Like you don't you don't seem like you're having fun when you're playing this." I'm like, "Yes, I'm having fun." It's weird like um it's a uh, yeah it's one of those games. I don't know what it is about it. Like, I love how hard it huh. is, though. Like, to me specifically, I, I love that aspect of it. So, I don't know. Maybe I can only say that because it's like I suffered through it and I beat it. So then it feels good. But if I didn't beat it, oh, then it really like, like, too hard. Because sucks, you know what I mean? Now, if you, you've beat it already. So it's like you can sort of be like, eh, I knew I, I know I can right. get through it. I would say with Neo 2 and right. 1, both of those, I didn't feel much... I gamer rage, but they were definitely difficult. I find the Neo games probably more and Sekiro more difficult than like a Dark Souls. I just didn't find Dark Souls that it was difficult, but it wasn't like ah oh, compared to especially Neo had some bosses. Where right, I was like, what the fuck's happening? Um, I always tell people Dark Souls. It's just once you figure out what the game wants from you, they're really no not. One, insane. Sekiro yeah, se though, and, and, and Neo. And the difference between Dark Souls and I think hard. Sekiro or Neo is that. Those games, they have some long boss battles, but they're not super long. Where Dark Souls might have a special way to kill them a certain way or whatever, but they can be longer. Like the battle, sometimes the actual battle feels longer than those other games. And what happens with, um, in particular with uh, with Cuphead was I was when I was playing it. When I'm playing like difficult games and stuff like that, I usually I usually get mad if I'm incredulous. If I'm like, why? Like, why did this happen? And with most games, they're good about not having that. Right. But when a game has something where I'm I'm not questioning and saying the game caused me to die. Obviously, I did because and other people got through it. But when something just seems almost dumb, like I'm like, come on, seriously? 
that I will have those moments. Neo, I felt playing dude, Neo too. I don't know why I didn't get that, but I can see why anybody would. I have no clue why I didn't, but I absolutely yeah. know why you would be like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like Neo One. Did right. you do Neo One? I played a Did lot of it, and I just was the, like, the, "This uh, is flying chick." She's like second or third boss. Because she like throws Sounds daggers and left really dude, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I was so stressed out when I was reviewing that. I was like, "Am I supposed to be able to beat this? Is it impossible to beat it?" I, that sounds right because I, I definitely was probably like four or five bosses deep in this game. So I'm trying to look and see which one it was. And there's so many bosses in oh, Neo. Man. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's my problem is trying to find bosses in Neo. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Because uh, there was, of course, Vextra Life is the first to come up. Um. Oh, I don't even remember her name. Oh, it's giving me nightmares. I just remember you you come down Gino, into a, Yuma. like a valley, yeah. and she's in like a, a crater or in like a canyon or something. I just remember, and I remember doing that walk, dude, so many times. And, and then what was weird, it was once I beat her, like everybody else didn't seem hard after that. You know, like her, her skill, that skill cap for getting past right. her was like... Everybody else is just like, what the fuck ever, you know? But yeah, I get you. I get you on those games. They can definitely yeah. rage. What about Surge 2? I think we talked about this. I can't, I'm sorry if I can't remember. Did you do Surge 2? Mm. I didn't play that one. No, I played a little bit of the first oh, one, but better. I heard the yeah. second one. Surge was 2 is better. just legitimately very yeah. fun game, yeah. start to finish. Um, but go ahead. You know, um, I just I was thinking about Surge. I was watching. Have you watched seen uh, Dark yeah, I've on got Netflix? To the third season, the German show. Okay, I'm watching it now, and I'm like in love with it. But what's interesting is that it has kids playing the Surge in, the background. in it. Isn't that crazy? I was like, you know, I, know I told my yeah. wife that. I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah, which I looked oh, up and right. it's a German studio. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it makes uh, sense. They, we yeah. got to. Uh, we were lucky enough to. Um, I had him on the channel interview their main programmer before he now works at cryptic but he he worked for them on surge one and most of surge two okay. and got to talk to them and yeah he went over there he didn't even speak the language like they had you know all this kind of crazy stuff but very cool step up from their original game one of the companies where you see them learn a lot between games which was really nice um do you want to do me a favor and look in the discord <laughs> and see if we have any questions sure well, you do yeah that. we I'll can right do that let my dogs um, in okay Okay, yeah, you gotta take over the show. so I gotta take, take over the show for a minute. Um, <laughs> take over the show. Well, thanks everybody. I've been checking out your comments, and there's been ninety nine percent a lot of really nice ones welcoming me to the show and the community, and I really appreciate that because uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying doing this show. And uh, you know, some of you guys in the Discord, I'm I'm looking at specifically if you're part of Maddie's Discord. There is a meme channel, and I have to say, the quality of okay. the content, very good. You guys post some great memes. All right. To the podcast questions. Um, how do we want to do this? Because I, I see your your yeah. post here. Yeah, just go below. So it, should I, I go below that, or should I do I the ones? I only asked when Maddie, like, 
because usually asked the night before, so we probably don't even have a ton, which is fine because I mean we can cut it short too. But I think there was only like one or two I saw. Cool. All right, this one comes oh, from shit. Destroy the Grave. Uh, it says, "How short can a beard be before it's no longer can be oh, called from a Bible beard?" Park shadow to beard. I don't know. Yeah. I, when you can't see your skin through it, I don't know. Here's On the casual thing. glance. Now, Carrick, I have a question for you because my whole life I've not been able to grow a full beard. It grows like almost like a goatee, like just right here, but not up here very much. So, but it can get long here. So there's times where it's been long and I'm no, like, is this considered a beard? Yeah. But that's the thing. But I don't know. It's not like perfectly trimmed like a goatee. Like it's oh, a little you, scraggly you up here. That, so. see, I, if I was doing a goatee, I usually shave like the sides. But yeah. Yeah. No, I get right. It's like my my own type Dude, of Dude, and there's so many weird Dustin names. Beard. It's you know, not like really free, you know, qualified. And then you see people with crazy <laughs> yeah. beards and mustaches lately. Like I saw this one guy who's full French, you know, with the French twirl. And I'm just like, damn. But yeah. no, I would say on casual glance, if you can't see their skin, it's probably a beard. That, I mean, that's usually the easiest way to. Okay. That makes sense to me. All right. Moving on to the Grim Blade says, what upcoming games are you looking forward to mm. that you feel like are not getting enough attention? I just discovered Genshin Impact, an open world RPG made by a, let me move, uh, made by a mobile game company, but it actually looks pretty good. And I don't know how I haven't heard of it before. So real quick, Genshin Impact I played it at PAX oh. and I played the played the recent not the most recent beta, but they did another beta a few months ago. And I have some concerns, but I do think this game I is actually even, really cool. Have you now. seen this at all? So what's interesting, there was a news story like a year ago that it's a Chinese studio and it's like very, very Breath of the Wild-esque. And there was something where like people were smashed at a at an event. People were like smashing PS4s in front of their booth or something, or saying that like they were oh, copying weird. Breath of the Wild. There's gotcha. like some wild news stories about it, but it is very much like Breath of the Wild in that it's this big open world. You can mm -hmm. paraglide around, and um, you collect ingredients for recipes there's like it's very clear and when i was talking to the guy at the booth at pax he's like yeah we're not we're not hiding the fact that this is very much a breath of the wild style game but where it differs is that it's much more anime and there are lots of different characters you can swap your characters on the go and so the characters have different elemental abilities and what's interesting is you can do, like, for example, this is one that the developer told me, and I had similar experiences in the game. There's an ice character where he was, like, running and building an ice bridge, and these characters were, were following, uh, or the enemies were following him out into this lake. And then when he was out in the lake, he swapped to a fire character and did this big fire move, and all the ice melted, and all the, the enemies around him fell oh, in the weird. water and drowned and died. Yeah. So, like, it has this... Yeah, it has like this neat sandbox element to it. What's concerning is that it is mm. free to play. And I could already tell that it has, because it is a mobile developer, it has a right. lot of like loot box stuff. And like, 
unlocking all these different characters and spending money to upgrade their weapons and stuff like that. So I'm a little hesitant to say it's going to be awesome because we don't know what the experience is day one when it's actually free and not a beta, what that's going to be like. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that game because it is very cool looking. I'm curious about the final release. But back to the original question, what upcoming games are you looking forward to that are not getting enough recognition? It's coming. I'm assuming he means coming out this year, right? Um, he just says a game that you're looking forward to. So I'm trying to think for me. I think, okay, here's a random one. I don't know if this is my number one. Have you seen this uh, Weird West game from uh, the one of the, the lead directors of Dishonored? Um, Have you heard of this at all? I think you might. Uh, sorry, oh, no. I can't hear I, you if uh, you're talking. I was typing. Okay. Because um, I was trying to look here oh, okay. and see if I've um, seen it. But yeah. Yeah, Weird West. So this is one of the guys that left Arcane. He was one of the, I think, the founders of Arcane. And it's like a top-down, what's the word, immersive sim. And they just recently did a pretty big gameplay deep dive on it. And it looks pretty neat if you're into those types of games. Yeah, I'm looking looking at GameSpot right now. Weird West keeps the immersive sim alive. Who's this from? This is from Wolfeye. It's a Wolfeye new studio. I and need former to look. Arcane it's... president yeah. Raphael Colatano. Colatano. Okay. Yes. And he was the one that um, was kind of the, the lead driver behind Dishonored, which, separate question, but Dishonored 2, one of the most underrated games that no one talks about, in my opinion. But I'm trying to think of other stuff upcoming yeah for for me upcoming stuff um it's difficult to like pick out you know what's somebody may not think is covered but i will say that i mean like i'm a dirt fan uh so dirt would probably okay. be pretty high on my list project cars it gets some discussion but it gets discussion cuz the ceo is absolutely batshit insane to the highest degree so we hear about like you know them building their own console and shit which felt to the wayside all this kind of crazy shit yeah dude i was tr- wondering I've about that personal personal dealings so yeah nuts and so you're looking at like project cars 3 supposedly coming out this month uh august sorry the, i'm a, I'm a big racing fan absolutely okay. adore racing and uh had some issues with project cars 2 but really excited for three uh those kind of games i'm definitely into i think for this fall though a lot of the games that we want are just going to be delayed. I think that's one of the big issues that I like. I I just think the reason why you're not hearing them is because a lot of have been like silently put on hold. So I just don't know even ones that are coming out. I mean, even looking at a release list is sort of crazy. I'll look right. again. I looked at this last night, but it just doesn't seem like it. It feels like we're, a lot of us are going to have some lean months. I'll just say that you know. Um, Oh, I okay. I can pull a random one out. Um, just because I this is when I played at PAX is the new Harmonix game Fuser, which uses the 
um, the base concept from the card game they put out where you're doing remixes with different parts of songs. So like you can pick the vocal line of one song mm-hmm. and the beat of another song and then like a guitar part or something. Um, and they, they figured out how to make like a really hmm. pretty fun game out of it. And I feel like I, I, I think harmonics is awesome. Like I've liked a lot of the different stuff they did and I like music games in general. And, uh, it just lets you do like really wacky stuff. Like you'll have like smash mouth mixed with post Malone and like all kinds of weird stuff. So, um, yeah, it's a neat one and there's lots of gameplay out on it already. So if you like music games, don't sleep on Fuser because that one will so I saw probably Crash Bandicoot, which be I pretty think cool. Is covered and Star Wars uh, Squadrons, which is covered. But I will say one that isn't covered. I'm supposed to do an interview with the composer, but it's sort of fallen through because of my internet. Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope. So they're the ones who made the dark, the other one, which I had a lot of issue. I was not a fan of that first game, and yet okay. it doesn't matter because i'm a big fan of the idea of the first game so i'm actually very excited for the second game regardless of the first one being poor uh to in my in my opinion so i'm actually though those kind of games you know life is strange any of those kind of games i like those and so i'm actually really interested in that one very interested in that one um marvel avengers i'm just gonna admit it man i I stupidly, yeah. I like gauntlet style th- third person beat 'em ups, regardless of the of the uh, camera and what they showed and some of the ways they described. Everything will be free. All DLC, all levels will be free. All story content will be free. You will have customizables that are purchasable, but they will not make effect in the world. I'm that to me. I'm okay with. So I'm holding out hope that it's fun i'm not saying it'll be amazing but that'll be fun right yeah that's i i'm really curious they have Mm -hmm. that beta which is basically just a demo coming pretty soon so that's gonna be the i haven't really been interested in the stuff i've seen but i will always check out a beta or a demo or whatever that's the thing dude is like still time we've to all change dealt my mind. with these events all these years and this is the first year where like square is doing their own weekly war tables what it's called for for avengers where every week they just do an hour video and to me i'm i, I like e3 i want it back i like events um i don't love to go to them but i like having one event to watch however we're starting to see some really cool stuff and i personally feel i've saw more of avengers than i would have seen if e3 had existed because it would have been the same 500 channels covering the same hour demo that they were all shown and instead we now have a company who can say hey we're going to show you this snippet we're going to show you this and man in some ways i sort of hope some of these companies don't jump right back into the events at least in the big way i would like to see some of these companies say hey you know what we can handle some of this stuff on the side war table kind of stuff for avengers is is very cool they're just like you know we're just gonna have everybody come and we're gonna show a little bit of the game i think that's awesome um yeah yeah that's about it for me there's this year is gonna be weird i mean this year will probably be more experimentation for me where i see a game you know vampire i don't know if it's coming out werewolf i don't know if that's coming out both games i'm looking forward to but i just don't know if they're coming so yeah that will be the i think you hit the nail on the head earlier when we first started this conversation was that that i think that there are a lot of games getting delayed that we just don't know 
are going to be delayed or, you know, the, the weird thing right now, and we talked about Nintendo earlier, is that we don't know anything about Nintendo's holiday lineup this year. And it's almost August, right? Like, so I'm wondering, and, and they've said publicly, like, yeah, we're having a hard time uh, being with product, not productivity, right. but getting right. stuff out right now with the current situation. Yeah, I, so, I think, and you know this, so you um, work, okay, I can't remember, you have... You have normal nine to five and you're doing both these things on the side or you're just, are you full time? One of these or, or I am my, uh, I used to have a nine to five, but now with Carmen, I, okay. mo- that's so, my main. So you've got, main, you and I both yeah. have slightly weird jobs. The honest truth is slightly weird. So right. when we look though at like, I, w- when we look at how all of this stuff and all of these games are coming out, well, no, that doesn't make any sense either. I'm trying to figure out like how they, like how we go into these titles and who's going to be who's going to be like experiencing them. I don't know. It just feels like this is just the weirdest year. It's just like anything that I right. would, anything I would guess on. It doesn't feel like it's right because it feels like it feels like. It's just a fucked up year, and it doesn't matter what I guess. Tomorrow might completely change the entire way in which we get a game. I mean, Game Pass already was going to make this year weird. And then you have PS Now. Who knows what they'll do? And then you have all these games. Some will get delayed. The illness will cause other things to get delayed. You have these companies who can't build stuff. And we don't even know, like... Some of these companies that have been forced to work remotely, we don't even know if they were given the proper, like, I don't know what the term would be, the proper preparation to even do so because things happened, right? And that's why I was asking about you because when I've worked at old companies, we had a, um, what was that, chicken pox outbreak? I think it was chicken pox where one of the guys, yeah, which is pretty rare. Oh. But, dude, we had to shut down, right? And it was like, they they weren't they weren't like, hey, shut yeah. down. Oh, I'll give you the computer. They were like, no, 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 dude, don't come into work, right? Like, stopping people from walking in. And that's sort of the way this happened to some companies. And some of these companies had entire plans where, like, weekly they would all get together. It's like, what what technology do they use? How do they do this? That you can't, you can't just set somebody back six weeks and expect them to still get the game out in the same amount of time. So it feels like November, December games in particular. Right. I just feel November, December games in particular, which isn't a ton, but I feel a lot of those games are pushed, and I feel like you'll just notice a leaning out. And then Cyberpunk, right? No, not a lot of companies other than Ubisoft want to release against Cyberpunk. So, right, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, and I think that with the situation with Nintendo, that they're they they will wait until they are positive that they can line up dates or or stuff like that so um but yeah it's uh it is interesting it you know like you said you and i are in unique situations where i had actually literally i left my normal job like i i had put in my two weeks and it was led up right Mm -hmm. to pax then i went to pax and i came home and i was fully working from home doing different different things and then within two and a half weeks it was uh yeah craziness. that's that's so, who had a plan but like let alone these people who you mm-hmm. know i mean 
might have just got i don't know if you just saw this but a couple channels were like hey we just got an office and we have to close the office they were like we yeah well oh go ahead it, it's weird too just because um specifically working with with colin is that we've we've got our uh our uh, remote podcasting down to like a science and we've had it working well for for months and i think that one of the reasons that colin had such an uptick in subscribers is that the, his quality did not change when when things started you know going nuts and if you look at some other huge outlets the biggest of outlets will say their yeah, quality right. went you know way 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 down and and the the listeners took note yeah it's true so it's true and that, that it's um, going to affect everybody yeah. so I think that's why this, especially this yeah. year, I mean, I'll guess on the couple I guessed on, but I just don't know if any of us really know what's, I, I, I honestly just every day I wake up, I check the news and I'm waiting for like, which movie star died, which fucking war has happened, which, yeah. you know, uh, which game has been delayed and then which has the games of the next gen consoles had a price, which we haven't even got yet, which is crazy. Well, I mean, not crazy, but it is crazy. It's I know. it's just another sign of the craziness. So a, a lot of this stuff is is like up in the air. I don't know. Um, let's see. Looking at the last thing we've got here. Actually, that's it for topics. Do we have any last questions? Yeah, there were. I think some of these questions were from throughout the week, but I feel like we should maybe we can just maybe Maddie will use them for like yeah, a, for sure. One of the, yeah. the extra extra slides episodes we don't was there any to, in there absolutely particular um, if there wasn't then yeah we can we can wrap it up unless I you do. know something I, about I, racing, I racing wheels, wheels all the time someone's asking about what's a good starter wheel with force feedback from okay. that's from i uh, am does he say ps4 cut. pc or xbox okay uh for pc and, uh ps4 there is the Thrustmaster 150 which is fine people need to understand that force feedback has multiple different types uh gear pinion and then you have belt and then you have bungee cord don't worry about the bungee cord that's that's not even really force feedback it just fakes it but the thrustmaster series once you get into force feedback you're it's pretty nice if you want to spend a bunch of money none of those are even good you want to go fantech which is like a thousand dollars and so what happens is once you get start looking at thrustmaster ones with their force feedback and logitech as well those are sort of interchangeable in, in how good they are. Some people like Logitech, some people like Thrustmaster, but once you get into about 120, I think it's 129 right now, 129 plus, then really what you're getting is generically the same thing except for the, the, the pedals. And what'll happen is a lot of them will sell you a pretty good steering wheel with shit pedals, absolutely terrible pedals. What I would say is verify like if you're doing it at home and you won't have a rack where you sit down like i have an actual seat i'm a nerd but i have a seat and a mount and all this shit where i'm pressing hard <laughs> if you don't have that ability you should you should look into complaints or or positives that people have about any of the uh, any of the logitech or the thrustmasters because their pedals have a tendency to be really tough and if you put that on the ground and try to press down, you're not hitting the brake. It'll slide right out from under your feet. You have to have mounts. So that's the problem. Uh, if, if that doesn't answer your question, again, like I said, 129 is where it starts price-wise. Um, if that doesn't answer your question, you might want to say what platform you're talking about next time because they're not compatible unless you buy a Brooks 
a Brooks adapter, which mm-hmm. makes all items work on all items. And I think they're 49 bucks. That's what mine cost, um, which you can certainly do. And it saves you money. Also, remember, all PS4 and all Xbox stuff will be forward compatible. Well, wait a minute. It sounds like Sony just reversed that, but for for sure, Xbox is going to be forwards compatible. Um, I'm assuming PlayStation will as well. I'm just assuming that. God, they're expensive. They should be. Yeah. Last. Yeah. Last time I used a racing wheel was at PSX when. um, Oh, uh, Gran Turismo Sport was coming out. And I told the guy, I was like, listen, dude, I'm going to be terrible at this. Put me on the easiest setting. And uh, I, th- he was like, "Oh, you're fine." And then he's like, "I could tell it was an embarrassing moment for me because the, the guy is like, oh, yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> you're having some some difficulty there.'" And I was like, "Yes, Are, I told you I would be terrible." Person? So, oh, gotcha. only only cart racing, <laughs> like like I will real tell you, real steering wheels help, basic though. stuff. I, steering wheels. I'm always curious about it, it, but like uh, I, I believe it. You don't even re- even the cheapest steering wheel, the fidelity of 360. You know, or even 290 is so mind-boggling mm-hmm. that people, when odd friends come over, and they're like, I always just play. And they do well. They're like, I always play with the controller. And then you put them in a steering wheel, and within, like, five minutes, you know, they're getting a full half a minute off their time or something. They're like, are you kidding me? It's just the level of fidelity is so much higher on, you know, it's like a mouse and keyboard. It's it's just, it takes, it just takes some time to get accustomed to, for sure. Depending on the reviews for uh, Squadron Star Wars Squadrons, I'm I might get a flight stick for that. If if it's like if this game, you know, if it's like really like a really good game, because I don't know, right? I'm not into really flight games, so I don't really know right. what else I would do with it. So it's kind of a I don't want to invest all this money in a, a flight stick. But the thought of pl- of flying an X wing in VR. With What's amazing too, dude, yeah, Dustin is they're awesome. only forty nine for the Thrustmaster, and I own it for the PS4, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's forty nine ninety nine really? for the Thrustmaster, and Thrustmaster. Okay. Uh, if there, if anything is good about Thrustmaster, it's that their budget price is is not bad at all. And I have it for Ace Combat, okay. which came out for the for the PS4 a couple a year ago. And I, it also works on the PC, and I have a better one, but there's been so many times where I've played a game on the PC, I'm like, fuck, I'm not getting the Rhino out, the nice one. I just grab that one, put it on, it has a split, you can actually separate the 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 throttle and everything, it's got buttons on it, it's got like, you know, a hat switch, and it, $49.99, and that thing is, it, at the very minimum, dude, it will show you if you want to ever in the future get something. But you will have all the actual capabilities of a joystick and fidelity the higher fidelity to even decide and i gotta tell you i have no friends who play elite for hours and they're still rocking the anywhere from the you know maybe they go a little bit better later on but a lot of them are still rocking the 49 dollar because they're just like i maybe they don't like like you they're like i don't do a bunch of these but i like this one game so yeah you should check it out it's it's not bad 49 to 100 it's you don't have to spend that and you know yeah the crazy amount um, the crazy amount all right yeah. so we'll end it there i want to thank everybody Ooh. this is and thanks to dustin for showing up we uh we schooled maddie man he couldn't be here but look at us we are that's right ham, Ra- ham radio podcast i got it right 262 if you guys got this far hashtag hmm hmm hashtag peripheral hashtag flight stick 
I don't know. So am I. I'm trying to think of an overall theme. So am I. What did we... Uh... Hashtag get better. Get better. And that'll be not only for Cuphead, oh, but also get, for Maddie. Oh, yeah. Maddie will think it's about Maddie will think it's about him because he's Perfect. egotistical as shit. I'm just joking. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie will think it's about him. We will all know it's about it's about getting better at Cuphead or difficult games. But I'm just joking. Hashtag get better. Right. If you got this far, absolutely appreciate everybody doing so. You guys have been an awesome audience. Hopefully you enjoy these kind of podcasts. I apologize if we didn't do as good as Maddie running the place, but you know what? This is uh, only like second time, third time we've had to do this. But I definitely appreciate Dustin for jumping in here. And uh, you guys will catch us on the next one. Peace out. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.